I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core episode. Oh, I don't know. Three. Uh, sorry, two hundred and thirty-five. It's September 9th, twenty twenty. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian. Oh shit. <laughs> oh good, Brian's. Here. Neither of you are Brian. I work with too many Brian's. This stuff just rolls out of my face sometimes. It's John Jagger and Bo Schwartz. Nothing like Brian. What's going on, fellas? Hey. 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 Come on. Hey, oh, what? How you doing? Oh, is that your Brian impression? Is that what that was? Yeah, I'm Brian Ibbett. <laughs> From Boulder, Colorado. Uh, it's Arvada, but you're close. You're close. <laughs> what? Oh, it's Arvada? Yeah, he lives in Arvada. Yeah, which always sounds like Nevada, but it's Arvada. Uh, hey. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Welcome back to the show. Lots of stuff going on this week, actually. Perfect time for us to, to meet and greet and talk about this stuff. So let's do it now. So, I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> I think I'm getting an Xbox Series S. And look I'll, at you. Yeah, you are. And I'll tell you I why. I see the look of excitement in your face. I what's, am pretty excited. I mean, here's the thing. We're probably going to have to hear from Sony before we get too excited about anything because they need to sort of answer this with whatever their release date and price uh, official prices are because we don't know yet. They, they didn't blink first. Microsoft did. And if you believe what some people say... That um, early uh, reveal of the price points, release dates, and so forth, and technically the, the entire confirmation on the on the S version of the console, all of that happened as 
presented as leaks. But if you believe the rumors, uh, some people think Microsoft intentionally had that stuff leaked and it was a great way for them to get behind it. Possibly. I don't know. Actually, I think it was kind of a double win for them. It didn't hurt them to announce it this way. And uh, it doesn't necessarily... I, I don't know that a big formal presentation would have done much more for me um, than this did already. So basically, let me give you the, the, the basics. They unveiled officially now the Xbox Series S. The Series X was already known quantity, but not uh, uh, re- you know release date or price. Now we know all of that. The S is going to be two ninety nine. We'll get into the specs in a second. The X will release at four dollars, four dollars, four hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, both of these happening same day, November eleventh. They start pre orders on the twenty second, so about a week and a half from now, two weeks, whatever it is. Uh, the two hundred ninety nine dollar S. You're wondering if you're listening to this, going, "Well, what is the big difference here? What is the two hundred dollar difference?" And the difference is this. The X will do 4K 60 at a 60 at a baseline. You can go up to 120 in some games, but that's the frames per second. But 4K, native 4K, this will do native 1440p, which mostly just PC people know about. Most home users aren't going to go, ah, 1440p. Thank goodness, because nobody thinks about that. So it's kind of a weird thing. But anyway, more than 1080p. So technically higher resolution than, than you know standard 1080p. Which What's is the difference? Uh, resolution. Super important. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean like 1440 minus 1080. Oh, I it's see. It's 360. 360. I pixels. had a suspicion. Up and down, right? Well, I mean, because Xbox 360, now this is oh, a 360 difference. They're offering it. It's all connected, Scott. I see. Yeah. I'm, I, I, You're seeing the Phil's, numbers behind the numbers. Phil yeah. Spencer is like two universes ahead of us in the, this video game industry world. Surely. Surely he is. Yeah. I hadn't really hey, thought about it. Sorry to interrupt it. you. But it was no. important. It's, but, all, yeah. it's all good. I like what you've done. <laughs> Bo peers through the news to get to the truth behind yeah. it. Yeah, we're not messing around here on uh, on core. So. All right, so four ninety nine, two ninety nine, the two ninety nine price, lower resolution, otherwise the same. It's got all the same capabilities in terms of its whatever they call their velocity engine, SSD access stuff. So fast, fast load times, all that stuff. Um, it has the video capabilities up to that resolution that the big the big Papa one has. Again, only difference being re- resolution. So ray tracing, all that stuff is in there. Um, really, on that end, that's the only technical difference. Does it have a disk drive? No, no disk drive, no optical drive. So there's there's another chief difference. So this is like a digital only console, which is what I do anyway. So to me, it's not even an issue. Um, if I if I end up with a PS5, it'll be that digital only box as well. Like I just don't care about an optical drive at all. Like zero interest in having another drive to put discs in. So don't care about that at all. There are going to be some people that really want that. And hey, good news. The X and the PS5 full featured both. Uh, have those available to them uh the other technical difference is a hardware one um and it's storage so 512 gigabytes of storage for the s a terabyte for the x now wow you might say well you know it's double right um you might say this is a problem because if you're talking about a digital only console storage is everything because everything's being downloaded and stored somewhere and you'd be right Except there's also the xCloud play, which means you're going to be playing a lot of these games streaming and not caring what the hard drive is. Um, Also installing and removing and putting a different game on and taking one off if things get too full. These are all options. 
but games are getting bigger and next generation games are always larger than the previous generation. So it's a real, it's a consideration and they'll also sell add on storage unit things that will work with both these consoles that are terabyte expansions. Uh, they will not be cheap and we don't know what those prices are, but I guarantee they won't be cheap. They're proprietary. These aren't just standard hard drives. Um, yeah. It should be note, noted, though, but if you're going to play Xbox One or any of the 360 compatible stuff from any of the previous consoles, and they have the most in terms of backwards compatibility through these few generations, um, you can use a 3.1 USB or USB 3.1 external drive to still run those like you can right now on a, on a uh, Xbox One. So that will continue to be an option for you if a lot of your games are older and you're running them that way. No problem. But if it's a new game running on the new platform, either S or X, you're out of luck when it comes to that external solution, at least for now. This add-on thing, we don't know what they're going to cost, so nobody knows. If it's enough to bump it up the price where you're going to basically get an X anyway, plus 500 gig, maybe that's worth it. I don't know. But those are all those are options, okay? Yeah. So already out of the gate, I'm just going to say this. These are both really good prices for what you're getting. These are these are probably Microsoft losing some money at first. This is them doing lost leadership. Uh, this is them burning some cash because they have it to burn. They have more cash to burn than Sony ever does, and this is one. This is one of the things where Sony gets nervous with Microsoft because Microsoft can really throw cash, and Sony can't. They can so undercut much. the market really right. bad, right? They really yeah. can, and and in a way, they're 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 maybe they doing of some are. of that. I mean, two ninety nine for a console right now. Ooh. Yeah, which is basic. I mean, that two hundred ninety nine dollars S console is really so only slightly different. <laughs> Not visually, it's very different. It's white. It's thinner. It's smaller. It's the smallest console I've ever made. It's got a weird vent thing on the side for heat distribution. It doesn't look like the black tower refrigerator thing that the X is at all. Um, so physically, it's like different. It's but, like choosing between two shitty options. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually kind of. I mean, they're nice. They're not. They're I, not I like bad. them in their very practical approach. I I think the Sony thing is cool and swervy and whatever. I think it looks better than Sony's console. Oh, look I at appreciate you. Sony trying to do something unique. I don't want to. I don't want to try to elevate one by putting the other down. But if I had to pick a console of this new generation and say this is the one that I think looks the best, I think that for all we laugh at it and call it the fridge. The Series X is the best looking of the consoles. I'm going to go on record and say, I think I agree with you. I do. I mean, we're not counting the Switch in this lineup, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. Whole okay. other animal. And I mean, it, it should be in the, in the conversation because obviously it affects the industry. But but in, in, in terms of this launch or whatever, I tend to agree. If that PlayStation thing was black, I might feel different. If it was red or, you know, the colors making a difference for me, having it just be this robot I robot white may not be doing it for me or it just feels like it's, it's kind of like a 2010 design a little bit in a weird way. Um, but it's fine either way, but I'm with John. I think that kind of monolithic black tower is just kind of badass. Anyway, but it works uh, well with a lot of living rooms too, right? Correct. Not everyone's going to yeah. want a light show for a machine. Totally agree. And it's, it's, fine. it's, it's also, you know, you can put it on its back as well, or, you know, on its side or, or have it going straight up. And it will look more like standard audio visual equipment under your television set. And you're, you know, you're, it's not like this, you're going to go have some weird looking. This ice little cream one's going to appeal to a lot of parents who aren't as into the video games, but get it for their kids or whatever. Because right. it's going to be less cluttery. It's going to look kind of okay. 
Well, here, I, like, I think people, I don't know if, if that's going to end up being the reaction, but I can see a small console appealing, appealing to the, oh, that's cute market. Like, right. switch, like the Switch's look is like part of its success too. Like it's a key ingredient in the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And if people sort of, I think people liked the Wii for that as well. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know if they nailed it, but potentially. Well, it's, it's they could have done a bit with a little one to make it cute. Well, maybe I think it's <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with the way it looks at all. To yeah. me, it's just I'm never yeah, going to yeah. even think about it once I plug it in. Uh, the thing for me will be, and the reason I think those same parents you're talking about are going to glom onto this thing, or potentially will if Microsoft sells it right, is they're going to be told, "Well, this is so. This is better than the Xbox One. Oh yeah, a lot better. This is a this is the same as this expensive one over here. The only difference is you don't have a disc drive." which means your kids aren't going to gum them up, scratch them up, and ruin them. You're just going to do it with downloads. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we have internet. Do I have to buy a new TV for this? No, not at all. You have a 1080p screen? Yeah. Oh, this is great then. This is perfect. This would be just exactly It has all the games on it. Yeah. But you, you don't just, even have to buy games. Like, a lot of the times you, you look at the console, and then you got to buy a couple games, and that's $200 more. You know, So right. it's like, all buy right. the box, pay the subscription, you're done. You're done. Exactly. Buy the basic. Even if you just sell the people on a basic uh Xbox Game Pass, that's enough to get going. That's Christmas night. You're on. You're going. Now, here's what here's where it gets crazy, and here's why I think Microsoft's gonna do well with this. They have two options. They're payment plans with no interest. And here's the first one. For 25 bucks a month. What? For 25 bucks a month, you get to buy an Xbox Series S with everything that entails. That's a two-year contract for 25 bucks a month. And that has Ultimate packed in. So Ultimate, which is a $15 value, which means, you know, PC Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, X Cloud, stream it to your phones and your Android stuff for now, and then hopefully other stuff later. Wait, you, you get the Game Pass while you're paying off the Xbox? Oh, yeah. That whole deal. Not on top of each other? No. Not 25 and like a cell phone, you pay the tab? Mm, and nope, it is 25. And no, no service oh fees. Oh, my God. They're going to slaughter Sony. Well, I mean... Potentially. So I did, we'll get to what I think it means Sony has to do here in a second because mm-hmm. there's there's some caveats here. But 25 bucks a month, that means that if you actually buy it that way, even if you've got the 300 bucks cash and you just go spend it and you're ready to pay for, for Game Pass immediately thereafter, don't do that. Do this because at the end of it, I did the math. You'll have only paid because at the end of the two years, you keep the console. You only paid 240 bucks for the console. And then just got, I mean, you basically just, or look at it this way. You paid for Game Pass every month and for an extra 10 bucks, the console came with it. Either yeah. way, you get the console at the end of two years. You only, if you break out the money, you only spent 240 on that console instead of 299 if you go buy it raw at a, at a Walmart. That's like, why wild. wouldn't you do that? <laughs> like, why wouldn't Holy you do it? Now, no, this is that's huge. Here's the they, other, you know, and they don't care. They they just want the the guaranteed revenue. They want the World of Warcraft money. Like, oh yeah, they want the subs. Exactly. Yeah. They want you in their ecosystem. And they I want think, the Netflix Netflix World of Warcraft. Like, yeah, they want the sub money. I think the sub money is like the best money, right? It's pretty good. Out money. of all the different ways to get money, like retail sales, DLCs, like I think sub money seems like the golden. Yeah, we're we're in the post, you know, the post Netflix world. Everything's this is what everybody wants. Everybody (laughs) like everybody wants to do something as a service. And I'm happy to support the ones that give me a lot of value for that service. Like cable gave me terrible value for my monthly dollars. And it also locked me in for long contracts and had disconnect fees and all that other bullshit. 
We're finally getting to a place where I can go, man, I love Netflix right now. And I am happily paying that 12 bucks a month, every month, all month, every let's do it. Let's go. But then if I'm tired of it, I cancel it and not do it and go over to here at HBO max or go to Hulu. Like we are, this is where we have the most choice. It may seem like there's a lot of choices and that may seem bad to some people. I disagree. You get to do what you want to do. You make the call. And in this situation, Yes, you're locking yourself into two years of that. Is this worldwide? Uh, I would assume it's for sure Europe and North America, but I, I can't speak for Asia. You got, you got to think like we've—I don't know if you've all experienced this. I mean, I had times where you know I can't afford gaming as a hobby, right? Because income yeah. is—you know—you're not working the best job, let's say. Right. So sometimes you're just like I scraped together eighty dollars for a game. Finally, you hope it's not a dis—you know—that light, you know, just like that. Uh, it's like this is just like well, whatever. I got my gaming twenty-five bucks. It's like an you know an hour. It's a very small percentage of pay, even for someone with very little money. Mm-hmm. The world over, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do really. And bad. if you're a parent and you're telling, you're being told that you don't have to put down eight through three hundred bucks to start, and you don't have to buy games because they're just gonna be there, and that means AAA games, all the Halos, all the stuff the kid wants. You don't have to do anything. You spent 25 bucks on a kid's birthday for the first month and then yeah, or, or for Christmas. And then maybe you it's do fun. that for the next two years, but that you're paying down this thing that you're not paying interest on. It's none of that. You just, when you're done, you're done. And if you decide later, Ooh, the new thing's coming out. Let's do that. You bump over to that one. In fact, you could even do that with the X at some point. And the rumor is they'll have an upgrade path, even in between, if you're not done with the two years and if you'd like, you know what? I'm going to go to the X you can just bump up and you return your other one. So mm. 35 a month for the Series X. That's the difference is 10 bucks. Do you think it's almost too cheap? Like uh, maybe a bunch of Bitcoin miners are going to grab a bunch of these because the hardware is <laughs> so cheap. I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, that was that was a thought that came up. Um, is like, it's know, like what, a twenty five dollar graphics card. One from, you know, if scarcity is bad coming out of the gate. You know, what's to stop someone from signing up for this and then immediately turning around and selling the Xbox for a markup mm-hmm. and then defaulting on the payment? I I'm not, 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 not encouraging fraud. I just mean from an Xbox perspective, I might be worried about people taking advantage of these things. My, Maybe it's my, not a worry. Yeah. my guess would be that because it's intrinsically tied to your account with the Game Pass and all of that. Maybe that's how they get around it. Maybe it, it locks to it. I don't know. But these are all interesting questions that could potentially happen but it is a crazy deal and i know it's something that i'm now thinking about that i wasn't thinking about before which is you know the kind of parental nightmare that is there's a new console out doesn't mean the same thing to me that it used to right we you know we were just talking last week about well save that money and buy a new video card and who cares about these consoles but what happens when the kids say Oh, I, I need a new console. There's a new game. I need this. You know, all the kids at school are playing this and I need to be a part of it. You can literally pay 25 or 35 bucks a month, have the console in your house and have a library of games because you have Game Pass with it, which also includes the games with gold or whatever they call it. Right. Like it's crazy the amount you're getting for that $35 a month. You're going to get even more. But we're not going to tell you what that is yet. There's even more they announced yeah, today. We're almost there. I we're see the almost chat room. there. They keep trying to remind us. <laughs> we know. We know. It. Yeah, we know all about a chat room. But so so now I'm in this position of like two ninety nine is a no brainer if I'm buying the console. If I'm doing the monthly thing, 
why wouldn't I just do 35 <laughs> and just get the X and go all hog out? The, the, the biggest reason I don't really care that much is I'm not that concerned about 4K gaming. I don't, it's just not a big deal for me. But, but the storage is. And w- when the storage card prices come out, that'll be a, probably a determining factor for me. That will say to me whether or not I would just plunk down the extra 10 a month for an X rather than the 25 for the other. Well, the thing I keep I keep thinking about is for thirty five dollars a month, I go out to the living room, I unhook the PS4, I could probably get away with, although we'll see, unhooking the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I put down something that can play the Blu-rays I have, that can play the DVDs I have, that can do all the media streaming that I need for that room, that can take care of having a next gen game console if the kids are interested in it. And benefit from the PC games that I'm going to get because the ultimate includes the PC pass. So we're going to actually have a matched up library between me on my PC and them in the living room. We could play games together that way if we wanted, or at the very least we would be sharing a library and say, Oh, I'm interested in this. You know, what is this game? And it's not, ah, it's not a game I play. It's not a game I have. Like we're speaking fundamentally about the same games because we're all pulling from the same place. Like that's a lot of value for $35. And I forgot to mention the PC thing. You're right. The, the PC game pass is included in this. (laughs) So, so ultimate, which is already true. If you get ultimate now, you get PC game pass, you get Xbox game pass, you get X cloud or whatever they're calling the open beta or whatever we're at, whatever stage X cloud is right now. And then when it's ultimately out and out, out everyone will get it if they have ultimate so all of that stuff and then now (laughs) announced today in one further step in ea's attempt to distance themselves from their old plan uh, which i say began when they went all right put it all our shit back on steam it's fine with the day that happened (laughs) i went oh what are we doing ea something's going on over this all isn't all origin bullshit like what are we doing uh this now also includes microsoft confirmed EA Play subscription is rolled into uh, Game Pass for no additional cost. So you just have it. Well, you have to sign up yeah. for it, but it's in there. Microsoft's going to war. Like they had to wine and dine EA, I'm sure, to get them to be on board with. It's a big move, right? Probably, but I also think they were probably primed for it. They were, you know, their strategies have not necessarily set the world on fire. I think they've been okay, th- but, you know. If I had to guess, maybe EA Play is doing both. Right, they're they, not going to. They probably it. still have it separate. Yeah. PlayStation will probably have an offering, and EA Games will be a part of it. And John wrote in here; it's confirmed. I wasn't sure, but I guess that EA Play extends to their Origin PC stuff. The article I read said it. It could be that article got it wrong. I also dove into this a little bit for a story about The Witcher Three that's coming up, and yeah. saw PC included there. And I'm hoping I'm not mixing it up there, but I do believe that it's it's included for PC as well. But yeah. I would say I'm still not a hundred percent sure. So what I'm, what happened to me with this leak and then the confirmation was a couple of fold. But for me, mainly what came out of this for me was, oh my gosh, I think I'm getting an Xbox this generation. And I didn't, re- I didn't care about the Xbox One at all. I never worried about it. Didn't think about it. Game Pass is the only Microsoft thing I've done that entire generation. It was all PlayStation for me. Um. But this feels game changing and it feels game changing in a pretty meaningful way. Now, here's the hang up. Here's the big problem. All of this stuff sounds really exciting 
until you butt up against the ceiling of it and go, oh, wait a minute, games. What are we doing with games? What's going on? And Microsoft acquired a bunch of studios. They have some amazing stuff in the works. But their launch lineup after Halo Infinite got delayed is poopski. It looks not bad, but it looks like we're not, you know, this is not going to be a great launch time for them when it comes to brand new games. That's why I think them doubling down on these services and having this huge backlog of library and xCloud alone is going to just drive people to have plenty to do. It'll, it'll never be your things empty. You know, what do we do with it? We can't even play a game. It's never, it's never going to be like that with this device. Those I are think d- tying it to, to flagship games is risky depending on who you are. Like Nintendo's always going to do it. But like right. <clears throat> if you release your flagship game and it's not that good. You know, or it's just kind of middle of the ground. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point in the expense? Yeah, it needs to be great, right? Like, if it's not great, then yeah. then I agree. And that's why they're delaying it. And that's the right thing to do. But from just a pure PR standpoint, it would look better if Halo was on track for the timing. Yeah. Since it's okay. not, it, it does open up that question of like, well, where's, Sony the, where's Sony's strengths? And Sony's strengths are in exclusives and plenty of them. And lots of internal mm-hmm. studios pumping out quality content at a rate that hardly anybody else out there does. And so that's still their ace in the hole in terms of drawing people to that platform. But I'm telling you right now, they are now in a position where they have to answer this price question. They're in a position where they have to answer the services question. And I don't know that they have anything teed up for that. I mean, prices they do, but... I don't think they need to. I think they're letting place... Now that you mentioned the exclusive, I think they're just letting PlayStation have it. Like, rather than being competing, we've probably talked about this before... This is super cheap. No brainer. Even if you're just like mildly interested in Xbox, you're like, I might pick up the cheap one and get the sub. And that's all I'll do with Xbox. Like you can fit it into a PlayStation life. Like Mm -hmm. PlayStation will be your boutique console with your high end exclusives. Mm -hmm. And Xbox will be like, we make games for everyone and we have all kinds of games. And that's where you come to us when you want that kind of stuff. You can play them anywhere. Yeah. And you can play them anywhere, but also I think they've got boutique stuff around the corner. Like that's the other thing I don't want to count out with Microsoft. They bought some really highfalutin studios that make games we like. And they're just not leaning on it for their marketing. Maybe like it just doesn't seem the position they're trying to play with what they're selling. I just don't think they have enough to do it yet. I mean, they sell it in their E3 presentations and stuff like that, but they don't, they just don't have enough games done to do much with it. So I they think also that- don't have the the legacy. When you look at when you look at the one the flagship titles that Sony has. Granted, for a lot of these, it's not a long legacy. But like I think of the benchmarks, the things that made me say I'm justified in owning this PS4. Right. And you have Horizon Zero Dawn, which I now have on PC. Yeah. You've got Spider Man, which. Spider-Man's going to be on PlayStation for the foreseeable future. That's just the reality. But there was no guarantee that that game was going to be good. It's also I, some, I mean, there's also some, some rumors about PC, but yeah, you, you make a good point. There was no guarantee it would be good. God of War, yeah. which has a huge long Sony legacy, so it has the benefit of a long-standing history. Right. And you have The Last of Us, which, granted, doesn't have a long legacy, but it's also kind of tied to Uncharted and Naughty Dog and all of that, and they have the legacy. Yeah, yeah. So... They they have more of a history that you can look back on and go, oh, yes, look at what a benchmark history the studio has. Microsoft's now trying to build that, and that's a tough spot to be in. But for me, you know, yeah, the temptation is still there to get a PS5 because I know a Spider-Man game is going to come out. And I right. want to play Spider-Man and all this stuff. But I look at it and I go, you know what? I can wait. Yeah. And I can maybe get that console at half price right. if I absolutely have to. 
And Sony, we like we talked about last week, is considering putting more on PC because they realized, oh, we can have our cake and eat it too if we release on our console and then we do a PC port. We make a lot of money, even if it's People a year like later. Me yeah, buy it twice. Right. I own two copies of Horizon Zero Dawn because right. I bought it on PS4 and I bought it on PC. Right. So, you know, this is this is one of those things where I think they'll start to think that way too, and. That's also why I feel really good about the investing in a video card. But yeah, that's the other thing is, but, but see, like even after that Nvidia stuff last week, I was like, how are these console companies even going to make me care? And they made me care and they did it with value here. (laughs) Like this is just really good base level value. And you know what else? There's a sturdiness to what they're selling me. And I, I don't mean, here's what I mean. Like literally I think of an Xbox controller as sturdy and not anything I have to be dainty with. And those consoles look like sturdy effing towers. Here's a tower. Bonk. Play that thing. Put it through its paces. And I already know I like the service because I use it on PC and I love Game Pass on PC. Uh, being able to sync between the two, play between the two, the cloud service stuff, have all of that land in there and still only spend 240 for that one console or a little more for the other one over, over two years. It feels kind of no-brainy. So then Microsoft, let's say, let's say Microsoft turns around and next week gets on mic and says, all right, here's what we're doing. Release day, same day, they even say. Let's say they do that. I don't know if they will, but let's say it's the same release day. And they say, and our consoles are also going to be not too bad priced, except they're high in one $6.99. Everyone, there's no way that thing's going to be the same price. No way that thing's $4.99, okay? And the one without the disc, there's no way that's only $2.99. It's going to be like three ninety nine or four fifty, and then the high end one at like six ninety nine, somewhere in that range. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, Sony comes out and says we're matching prices: four ninety nine, two ninety nine. Boom! All right, big deal, right? That's that's good. That's good. That means that competition drove them to make their console more affordable. And now suddenly you're like, well, geez, I'll just get the Sony one, I guess. But will they have a thing where I can pay it off in two years, or people that want to do that? And have a service that's actually more than just PlayStation Plus? No. Yeah, even if they did have a payment plan, PlayStation Plus is not the same value as Game Pass. No. I have been a PlayStation Plus subscriber. I've gotten use out of it with you know having kids and their interests in the house. That has certainly made it more of a value than it was before. But I don't ever look at my PlayStation Plus membership and go, hot dang, I'm glad I have that. More often than not, I look at it and go, well, I don't really want to lose the games I got. Maybe something new will come out. Like I, it's begrudging. It's a begrudging payment. Sony says we're gonna take we take your money, and I go, frick, right? Yeah. That's yeah, they are okay. Yeah. Crap. I can't. I don't feel I good do about it. it. Every time yeah. I pay my Game Pass thing, I'm like, look at how much money I saved by having <laughs> this thing. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Right. The other smart. thing too is all those games you're getting. It's like, oh, here we are, two years later, and I'm getting this copy of whatever. Very rarely is it ever anything new. Fall Guys is like the most recent example I can think of something that was like brand new. Um, but again, you know, smaller indie thing. You're never going to get the AAA titles brand new. Xbox Game Pass, day one, you get Gears of War 5. Day one, you get Halo whichever. Whatever launch day it is. And I, and yes, I'm still getting that over on this PC. But now you've given me a really affordable way to grow out with the service and not hardly spend a penny more to do it. It kind of just makes crazy sense. I don't know. I, to me, this is a really, really strong sale. If if Sony comes back with price matching, again, I doubt it, but if they did, 
they would really need to up the service content. And right now, I don't see how they do that. I also don't see Sony having the the pipeline in place to do a monthly two-year no interest by our console over time solution. I just can't see them doing it. They could. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> the monthly fee is a real left field kind of thing. I don't know. I wonder if Sony knew about it ahead of time or not. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I want to know internally what are they talking about right now. That's why I love this time. Like, people, people are probably perceiving me as being... I was overboard about PlayStation 5 and excited about it, and I'm overboard excited about this since this announcement. What I'm mostly overboard about is I love watching the industry from this perspective and seeing this competition play out. Every time this happens, every generation, it's one of my favorite spectator sports. I just love it. I love seeing what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. It's almost less about the games for me than it is about this fight, but I also enjoy the games. You know, obviously, and they do it that way on purpose too. I think on some level because this is now their fifth or sixth like time up to bat. They always seem to do it at this. There's nothing stopping them from doing it at different times if they really wanted to. Right. Like, like they're clearly doing it with intent at this point, right? So, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's. I think if you are watching that sport and enjoying it, then it's what it's there for. Too, yeah. in a way. It's fun, but I but I can tell you right now today, this seems like a hell of a value. I'm really curious about what Sony says. There was rumors they were going to do it today and they didn't. There was going to be some surprise announcement. It didn't happen. They don't need to. Um, I was talking to Tom Merritt on Daily Tech News Show today and he said that he wouldn't expect them to say anything until right around the 22nd. And I said, why? He says, because that's pre-order day for these Xbox boxes. Mm, and there's, Maybe I'll wait. Yeah, there's no maybe reason like- for them to say anything until the 21st. <laughs> when everyone's all ready to point their wallets toward Microsoft and then them going, but what about this? And then blow our minds and have us go, Oh, and point our wallets Uh-oh. that way. Is that, that you too? Yep. He froze for me as well. Oh, all right, we lost you at, but what about, Oh, jeez. Okay. Hold on. Everyone. I can You're back hear. though. Oh, am I? You're all good. Okay. Yeah. Everything's fine now. It was just a hiccup. That's a weird hiccup. Well, yeah, I lost about 170 frames. So what did you say? What about, what if Sony comes back with some, thing to blow our mind on the 21st is what i'm saying what if they blow our minds and then and now we don't now we're spending money that direction see so could the competition is what makes this happen i mean i don't think we're in this boat with microsoft if the xbox one hadn't been what it was at at launch and so you know their competition with each other they get competitive i wish they could forego the hubris of the year after a successful year you know, I find it funny that both companies have fallen into that where mm-hmm. PlayStation did the PS2 and then they came out with the PS3 and the, well, get another job to afford it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. then Microsoft did their, we think the Xbox One is going to replace everything in your entertainment center. It's going to be your DVR. It's going to be everything. We don't think of it as a game console. It's an entertainment machine. And yeah. you're just like, oh, gosh, come on, guys. So yeah. I could do without the hubris years, but them competing benefits us overall. I, I agree. It feels like Sony's got less hubris this time, even though they're in a leadership position. And it feels like Microsoft's very, very hungry to to I wonder what, do what it takes. So I wonder what Henry Cavill thinks. He's probably like <laughs> consoles. <laughs> I've got a I've got ten of the latest NVIDIA cards like just in my refrigerator. They're they're holding my food up. That's Superman money, dude. You got that to spend. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with him though. Like uh, he uh you guys see that World of Warcraft Arthas poster floating around? That's like a fake movie poster with him as Arthas. 
Oh yeah, no, no. it looks great. It's not real. No, I wanted it till I saw it, and then I was like, oh, I want it. Yeah, poster. Hold on, because I always said the dude who played Jamie Lannister would make a really good Arthur. Oh yeah, and he would. But I saw Henry Cavill as him, and then I was like, I'll I'll take this. Yes. Oh, here it is. Yeah, that's the thing about being kind of like a nerd, like geek enthusiast, but also Mm -hmm. having a super chiseled body. Like every role is made for you. You're. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a good actor, and he's jizzled, and he likes all the video game stuff. Yeah, I don't know. He's a nice yeah, guy, he can, too. He seems like a real cool dude. And he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I like nice guys. Nice, guy. nice guys are my favorite guys. All right, so there it is, Chad. I'm showing you now. Uh, Bo, I put it in our, in our chat oh, okay. if you want to see it. Uh, see but here. it's... Uh, oh, I have to scroll around. But Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? He's perfect. Yeah. He, he's Arthas. I mean, he's basically Geralt. We're going to have Henry Cavill in our lives until we die. He's going to be in everything now. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's the Witcher in that shot, obviously, photoshopped and all that. But, I mean, he's got the jawline. He's got the Warcraft jawline. He has to reload his arms just to punch somebody. He's awesome. It's pretty rad. I like it a lot. I hope somebody oh my I want to call that guy that actually was, Warcraft like, movie you that guys was the thing that bummed me out the most about the most recent Mission Impossible movie spoilers yeah. Yeah. is that Henry Cavill was a bad guy in it yeah. so I was like man I would have let him come back for every single one of these would have been great because his character was also pretty good too yeah of this like very intense very well trained guy but also kind of uh kind of a dunce at the mm-hmm. same time like not quite as good in some ways yeah. he was james bondy in other ways he was just pure muscle in other ways he was like the psychopath like there that was an interesting character uh my favorite part of it was that scene in the bathroom where he's gonna fight and he's kind of like locking his arms yeah it's the reloading his arms like guns yeah my favorite part of that scene though is when it starts oh no yeah when it starts he has no shirt pockets yeah by the time he gets three feet closer to, to Tom Cruise, he has a shirt pocket. <laughs> yeah, he reloads his arms and pockets appear. Yeah. Like These are the powers that he has. Yeah, if you've never seen that clip, repeat it on YouTube or something, you should go find it because it's funny as crap to he, me. He reloads his arms like guns and changes the dynamics of his shirt. Yeah, it's, it was it was clearly like, you know, some digital fix for something, but... It's and it's really it's if there was no pocket, if the pocket glitch hadn't happened or whoever missed it, you never know. Like there's nothing about that moment where you went, oh, CGI is involved, except a pocket appears for no reason. It's really weird. (laughs) He's got pocket power. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, to sum it up, 299 or 240, if you do the two year thing, I didn't do the math on the X, but it's also less money (laughs) for that X if you pay monthly overall for the two years. Uh, and EA Play bundled in there. Whatever you may think of EA Play, just having it for free, there's that's a nice extra bonus. That also includes everything about Game Pass, including the PC side, including all the streaming, the xCloud stuff, all of it for ridiculously low amounts of money, I think, for how we expect games and new consoles to be. So, Sony, let's see what you got. It's your move. I'm, ex- I'm excited and anxious to hear what you say because I wants to know. All right. Speaking of The Witcher, let's talk about this for a second. Oh, John, did you finish the DLC? Or are you still picking away? What are you doing I there? I did. I finished. Uh, I, I'm done with The Witcher and what a wonderful experience that was. Will, how do you feel about um, it'll be free? So it doesn't I guess you'll take it no matter what. But how do you feel like a free updated version of The Witcher coming as a free package on PC, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S? How do you feel about that? 
makes me feel like I should have waited a little <laughs> bit longer to finish The Witcher. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm still excited about it. I mean, it's a cool thing. So basically, they are going to be putting out a up-res. Uh, it's going to have ray tracing, uh, better resolution, just a bunch of updates to The Witcher 3. It's going to be coming out on PS5 and the Xbox Series X. If you already own the game for the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One or the PC, you are going to get a free upgrade to this version of the game. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. I mean, it's a five year old yeah. game, so I don't, you know, it's not that big a deal, but they don't have to do it for free. And they are. No, they don't. Yeah. And, and also, the upgraded version is also coming out for PC, but. Right. Man, if you don't own Witcher 3 for PC, I don't care even if you're sitting there going, but I don't have any interest in The Witcher. That game has been like $5 at times. If you yeah. don't own that game for PC, yeah, you're shame insane. on you. Shame on you. You should have had it from launch, but if you don't have it from launch, you should have had it for 5 bucks during a sale. It's one of the greatest uh, games ever made. That's a new one. Launch Haven. <laughs> launch $5 for The Witcher 3 is ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's almost offensive. It's, it is offensive. It's one of the greatest games ever made. And one would assume... That whatever uh, cyberpunk looks like when it hits in a month and a half, whatever. Or no, that's also November, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's November. And that thing's Sorry. not that <clears throat> thing's not day and date on the new consoles, but it should run on both new consoles. Um, and of course, PC, mm-hmm. right? Shouldn't it? I, it should. I don't know. Because They've confirmed that they're going to put a version out for the updated consoles. I don't know if they've said that it will be able to run on them out the gate. Well, that thing is 100% a PC Probably, game. Probably, right? Because so. like, they were designing it for the 2000 series graphics cards on PC. Like, I would I, hope so. I, 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 I feel so. like the consoles are a little more, um, a little closer to their PC counterparts than in iterations past, although I don't know what I'm Well, for about. sure. No, that's actually true, but the, the, the question is more... Cause, so here's the promise, at least Microsoft, I don't know if Sony's confirmed this for sure, but Microsoft's like any previous Xbox one title will run on a series X or S like just, that's just how it's going to work. They'll run. So backwards compatible hundred percent with games you already own. If that's true, then if you buy cyberpunk for Xbox one, you should be able to play it on the new console. It may be for Xbox one, but it should be backwards compatible to play on on the new console. And I'm assuming Sony, same thing with PS4, although they've been less wordy about what they're going to do with backwards compatibility. It seems like they're kind of stopping at PS3 and nothing, nothing from PS3 and back. So maybe just PS4 games. Xbox feels a little more unlocked than the PlayStation will be. Yeah. I guess that's a way of putting it. I mean, it's not so like, much locked. Like not as, fully unlocked because you're not using it like a PC. Right. The Xbox like a PC, but it seems like it's trying to, go after that right that right the idea that it, everything is playable everywhere we just want you to be in bed with microsoft and xbox so houdini 7 says sony confirmed the ps4 games will be compatible and playable on ps5 so in theory playstation okay. 5 4 version will be playable on the 5 the minute it comes out because that yeah. comes out later than well it comes out later than the xbox we don't know about the sony's yet but the point is you should be able to do it if you want to pc players are just going to get it yeah um that's what i'm going to do that's yeah, I'm going to get it. That's where I want to play it. Uh, Cyberpunk. I'm going to get it. Yeah, you're going to get That's the on the box on the back. <laughs> Cyberpunk. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Core podcast. John Jagger. Yeah. I'm going to get podcast, it. John Jagger. I'm yeah. going to get it. I'm sure that'll help sales. 
Because they're yeah. gonna... they should really put that um, with all the nines and tens they're gonna put in that. You know when they do the second trailer well. and it's got all the nines and bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. they should put John's face on it. He goes, "I'm gonna get it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, get it. it." I like that a lot. Of course, uh, they're a lot of copy. They're also gonna do free updates, a little like The Witcher's doing. But this was already announced too. Cyberpunk will get free updates to the new consoles for better fidelity graphics frame rate you know take advantage of the new hardware those updates are going to be free to anyone who buys it on the previous console so the theory goes let's say you're getting a playstation 5 you get a playstation 5 earlier in the month later in the month you pick up cyberpunk you play it on your ps5 it's still the ps4 version but it looks fine and it's playing on a ps5 just fine and then next march they release the playstation 5 version of the game proper you get a free update and boom you own it that's how that's supposed to go and Xbox, same thing. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Well, it sounds like a, a good freaking deal. Like, I think that's a cool thing that they're pushing for is the the free update. And, yeah, you know, uh, I, I think that's it just makes sense. It's one of those things that when they said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense that you would do that. But I'd never thought of it before. Right. Right. And the compatibility also, line is tight. Right. Thank you. There's a bad one. We got so much smoke, although today was better because the wind blew it out. Our, our hurricane winds here in Salt Lake City that have never happened in my lifetime. Um, blew all the smoke out that California's been sending us. Dude, we live in an apocalypse. Everything's just you know, all the way. What's with the weather? How many hurricanes at once? Freaking Salt Lake City's uh, either on fire, uh, the highest heat ever, lowest temperature drop in the history of recorded history, and wind bl- blowing hard enough to blow 300-year-old trees out of the ground and into somebody's yard. Maybe we should make some xboxes then <laughs> when, when you're trending articles is compare contrasts of real life versus blade runner 2049 yeah you're you're in a place where you're like how did we get here yeah vegas yeah, looks- the big difference will be there'll be xboxes flying in the wind eventually because they sold so many that you just get hit in the head like, bunk yeah. <laughs> ah, another damn xbox yeah. s well we'll just litter the world with them they'll be everywhere but like you know when you go in 2049 when you go to um this is, I'm thinking a lot about that movie because that new uh, Dune movie trailer came out today. And um, mm-hmm. I love the director and I love his Blade Runner movie. I absolutely loved Sicario and Arrival. And he just makes great movies. So I have full faith in that dude and that adaptation. Totally stoked. But when they're in Vegas in Blade Runner 2049, he's hanging out with Harrison Ford. That kind of red air, you know, can't see too far but everything looks irradiated. The pictures yeah. I'm seeing coming out of like LA right now, they all look like that. Yeah, it's exactly. I was seeing literally you could swipe through and it was like California Blade Runner, California yeah. Blade Runner. And you only really knew because you had seen the movie. Right. You're like, well, that's, that's the movie. Right. In this one, there's a flying car in this one. No flying car. Therefore. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> oh no, we had all the flying cars. They were just here in Salt Lake city overnight. So, Oh, right. Yeah. The Got a few flying cars, a couple of hostess donut trucks on their sides. We just needed somebody to stick their hand in something and pull it out with a bunch of bees on it. Yeah. And the irony is the video game I finished on the windiest day, which I'll tell you about here in a minute. Uh, what else we got? Nintendo announced a lot of Mario stuff. It's a little controversial. It's for their 35-year Mario celebration. There's a the 3D, what do they call it? 3D uh, shoot. It's right here. It's uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. All-Stars, that's it. So if you remember the old All-Stars game that came out for the Super NES, it was all the previous 
8-bit stuff, oh, but yeah. up-resed. Everybody yeah. loved it. We were all excited. The true Super Mario 2 thing was there. Some of the lost levels were there. Um, all that stuff is a big deal. This seemed like an opportunity to do that, and what we're getting is fine, but we're getting basically a sort of up version of Mario 64, a great classic game. I really wish they were doing more to it than just up it, but it's still 4 by 3 They didn't even go widescreen with it. Um, Mar- Super Mario Sunshine, which I like a lot, but that's a controversial game uh, in the Mario series. And, yeah. my, and my kids loved it. That's probably why I loved it, because we all played it together. But there's that, and then Super Mario Galaxy 1, not 2. 2 is not included for who knows why. Sell it later, I guess. Um, three fine games in this package, but not a lot else, and it doesn't feel like it really, I don't know, feels like a little... It feel, Oh, <clears throat> this is the most important part. It's coming out, and it's coming out soon, but you only have until March to buy it, and then it goes into some fake like Disney Vault-style vault. <laughs> yep. It's complete limited horseshit. quantities of this digital product. We we limited. Yeah, we can only push so many bytes of this data, and then it shuts down. Yeah, forever. which is funny because <clears throat> this kind of made sense back in the day. If it was a VHS tape, and you're like, "Oh, we're not going to get Aladdin for a while. Better get it while it gets good until there's a whole new format. We're never going to see it again." I kind of got it right. That artificial scarcity sort of made sense because you really did stop manufacturing something. Now, yes, they're cartridges. And okay, I guess you're stopped making those. But the digital version of the game, they're going to stop that the same day. What the hell is that? Like, that's just yeah. the digital stuff. It's ones and zeros. Oh, oh. So it's because the physical media is limited series? Is, there's a physical version of this? Yeah, there's a physical yeah. version. And then there, and there's oh, a, like all their games. Sense. Like but, all their games. I mean, so. maybe they picked the wrong game for it. But collectors value that kind of stuff. Like it's Yeah, but it's just creating it artificially, isn't it? It's like... I mean, I wouldn't do it for this product. It seems like it should be something everyone enjoys, so it seems a little <laughs> off. But, right. like, people do, you know, magic cards all the time. They reprint classic cards. They'll reprint. They're doing it now as a thing. They'll reprint 200 copies of a particular card for collectors, mm-hmm. and they won't devalue the cards too much because they're not releasing too many. And the limited aspect of it is collectors I, and I get that, but that why stuff. why limit the couldn't you do that and still keep the digital version of the game open and available on the on the store? Like what's the no, difference? Because that, that the part of the value is like the legend or the chasing of it, right? Like a lot of these magic cards are playable in your decks. Uh and but if you don't have them, you can't play them. And hmm. that's why they have their value. And so I think like I, I'm not saying this is a good idea. I'm just saying I get it. You know. No, you. I. I get it. I, you're right. I think everything you're saying is right. Comic books do this sometimes, and it's not not because know. of the digital thing, but it's for the physical thing, and maybe a little cynically, it's because the kind of customers that will fall for this kind of thing maybe aren't a, as who's not aware in 2020 that everything's ones and zeros now on a PC, but I'm sure they're still out there. You know, so I guess so. I don't know if that's a thing. Weird. That's a more cynical view of it, but well, I do wish they weren't. And I'll just say it half-assing it as much as they are yeah like they're super mario all-stars which they're using the name from right was a remake of those games with better graphics you got all those games but the sprites were better like they did work on those games Mm -hmm. this they're literally just going well here's three 3d games and not even all of them like why isn't galaxy 2 on there that was the other thing. Not only did they do some work on the original All-Stars, but they also gave you the Lost Levels, which had never come out in America. Right. So there was also like, a, oh, there's brand new. 
And here they're just like, eh, here's a couple of ports. And yeah. guess what? A music player. Like, that's the other thing. If you go to their website and click, like, hey, what's the cool thing about this? It's like, it plays on your Switch, and it has a music player. Yeah, and you, you know, can like, put your Switch to sleep and hear the music play. It's like, that's that's it? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Mario 64 is a phenomenal game. Mario Sunshine is got really good music. It's a good game. It's fine. But here's the, that's the game that I wish that they would do some work on because that's the game that could use some, it has a better draw distance. Like I remember playing Mario Sunshine and they'd say, oh, hey, go collect the red coins. And you'd be like, all right, you're running across a beam. And then all of a sudden a red coin appears out of nowhere because it couldn't draw the entire level. Like, is that going to be fixed or is that going to still be a problem? It'll probably still be a problem would be my guess but I don't know. Um, Galaxy is a phenomenal game, but why isn't Galaxy 2 on there? Yeah, that's weird. I'm also really curious what they're going to do with the Wiimote stuff for Galaxy because there was a lot of waggle your Wiimote at the TV and pick up star bits. And in the video for it, they show the star bit waggling, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to be doing that on a switch light or anything. Not on a light. I mean, you, I mean, you'll, you could use, I suppose you could shake the whole switch using its gyro. But that's I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. So, I'm yeah, I'm like, curious how Sunshine will control because uh, Sunshine had the uh, GameCube pressure sensitive triggers where you push it down a little. It does one thing, but you push it down all the way and it does something else. Oh, right. So forgot about that. I'm curious how that game is going to play. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I, there's questions like that. We don't know. And like if it's as half ass as some of the presentation looks, you worry about some of those control issues. And also, you know, I don't know. I wanted two. Two's great. I really like Galaxy 2. So I'm, I'm bummed that Galaxy 2 is not on there. He uh, Other couple things they, they mentioned or talked about. They're putting they're doing a new uh, Super Mario Brothers Game and Watch, which really is just a tiny little console that just runs super Mario one and two. Um, it's not, there's some game and watch stuff in there, but it's not like the old black and white game and watch gameplay. It's, it's Mario. It's straight up one of those Mario games or two of those Mario games. So that's a thing. They're selling that for like 60 bucks. That'll sell like crazy. Cause nostalgia heads are just going to love that again, limited edition. Those aren't around forever. So you, you got to get those when you can get them. The other thing they're going to re-release is super Mario 3d world, which premiered on the Wii U uh, that's a really good Mario game. So I am actually excited about that, but this is just another, you know, this is, here's a, Hey, up Mario game now on the thing. And that's, it, that's fine, but it's not, I don't know. This is like them putting a, a Zelda remake out or I don't know. Like it's just a, it's just well, a remaster. That one would be enhanced. And they're saying it has something called Bowser's fury added to it, which is extra content. So they're doing something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's it, but they're doing something. When you said Bowser's Fury, the video I'm watching yeah. where it shows it literally popped up Bowser's Fury right then on the screen. That's crazy. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Well yeah. done, John. Well done. Yeah. Um, what is that? Do you know what that is? What? The, uh, oh, wait. Serendipity. Bowser's Fury. Oh, Bowser's Fury. I thought you meant what does it mean when the thing happens when John says it? Uh, oh. I don't know. That's the problem. They haven't really said what Bowser's Fury. I assume it's more levels and, you know, just more content. That's already a really good game. It was my favorite thing on my Wii U. Um, they're also putting out, and again, this is the weird bit. I think this will change, personally. But they've made like a Tetris 99 style 
battle game out of the Mario games where you just are sending running in all the windows. Oh, weird. and they're sending all this shit at you like monsters you got to fight. And it's basically a battle royale where only one Mario is left after the thing that comes out and is only playable until March. So that comes out the first of October and only exists on the device until March. And then it goes away, which I don't understand if you're going to have something like Tetris 99, they still support the hell out of that. That's an ongoing concern. People love that game. Why? I assume there's a pro scene even. Yeah, there is. But it's like as soon as people like, oh, I'm a professional Super Mario Bros. player. This is all. What? I can't play it anymore. I oh. guarantee that'll be something cool. Like that. It'll be so much fun. They can't make that one time limited. That sucks. Like imagine a game's done quick. Or something like that, getting the fastest speed runners, all 35, and watching all 35 try to beat each other at a mm-hmm. speed run. Yeah. Like, there's potential. Why is it limited? But I it's don't Nintendo. know. I it's really it. weird. Nintendo just does weird things. And then they got this thing I'm still trying to understand. It's an actual remote-controlled car with Mario <laughs> in it. Oh, the Mario Kart thing. Yeah. The reality Mario Kart. Yeah, and it's... It's driving around your house and is you're playing it on your switch and you're seeing it like it's a Mario game, but it's in your house. It looks really rad. There's probably a camera in the back uh, of the chassis of the vehicle. Yeah, it's in the car. Maybe. Yeah, it's in the car. It animates the Mario part. Yeah, the Mario Mario part is a, I mean, he's actually a physical thing on it, but in the the driver's animated. Yeah. 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 But like in the game, because you're, you're not watching your car spin around, or you're doing both. How do you do both? I guess you do it all through the screen. Yeah. This is like a, a, a training program for drone like operators. <laughs> yep, like, drone cool. operators as children is like they're sending this out, and whichever kids are the best at this thing, they're gonna get drafted in the military. It looks really <laughs> That's cool. What it looks like to me. It looks cool. I don't know how. I mean, maybe it's like the worst gimmick ever, but. I kind of like that they do weird stuff like this. So, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's really cool. Actually, that's yeah. a cool yeah. AR application. People, I mean, I had those. You know, those gun things with the cars that spin around and you. Shh, it's mm. all on the track. Like, if I could have had a car that I could just drive anywhere in a video game. Like, oh man, even my child brain right now is like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really afraid for the kids here to learn that this exists. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm ready. To turn my Are you house ready over for a there. Mario Kart flash mobs. Like if this becomes a thing, you know, Pokemon Go was just like a hundred people <laughs> have blocked off the highway because they're they're all racing their Mario Karts yeah. in real roads. Oh no, they won't block off the highway because part of the danger will be the real cars coming down the road. Yep, it's perfect. Yep, it's perfect. It no one will perfect. die. It is perfect. Yeah. John, don't show the kids. Is what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know if I want the kids to know. <laughs> just that don't show them. I, am I scaring you, John? With all the fun <laughs> applications? No, I, no. I just don't yeah. want the kids to know about it. Yeah, because they'll I drive don't you crazy. Want to turn my house over to it. Yeah, because they would need to make a track. That's the other thing. This video assumes a lot about space for a lot Here's of people. The thing, man, an enterprising uh, individual could buy up a hundred of these and make a little go kart thing for people to come and. Do it outside the house. That's a decent point. Yeah, hundred kids, all switches. And this appears to be something that goes on in perpetuity and not locked into some window of voltage. So it seems like you can use this thing because you got to buy the car. <laughs> I would think that they would sell. I mean, maybe I'm just immediately going into commercialism here, but like you could get 
maybe other racers would be something they could sell later. Like yeah. now you can get a Yoshi cart and now you can get a Donkey Kong cart. Yeah. Cause right now it looks like it's just Mario and Luigi. Yeah. And that's fine, but that's not who I play. No, I play that game. I play Wario. He's going to win. I play the Koopa Troopa typically. Yeah. Or Yoshi. Oh, I just destro- Yoshi freaking sucks. I just want to destroy him. I hate him so bad. No, but Yoshi's great. You just want to, am I going to win and knock him off the thing? Freaking hate him. <laughs> happy all the time. I love Man, Wario. I Wario's my guy. I guess I'm the only Peach player here. Are you a Peach player? A Peach main? Oh, hell yeah. Oh. I'm a Peach main. That's awesome. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the Peach look like or the unpeach? Oh, what's Sandra the, or Belina. Belina. What is it? Thumbelina? Karen. Karen. Probably Karen. Karen. <laughs> Well, there's anyways, I'm, I'm a peach man, man. There's the Rosalina from the Galaxy games, and then there's Daisy. Oh, Daisy. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, there's Daisy. Yeah. Daisy was the one that nope. the Donkey Kong stole, right? No, that was... Uh, who's the mayor of New Donk City? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, in, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Right. She's She's the mayor now, and she sings and dances and stuff. Pauline? Pauline. Pauline. Pauline, 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 Pauline. I understand how Bo, who does not have a switch, and me just casually dropping something like, oh, she's the mayor of New Donk City is great information for him, but I assure you that sentence made sense. It totally did. I just thought it was funny. It was just a ridiculous pile of syllables. (laughs) (laughs) She used to be the mayor of New Donk City. I mean, New Donk City is already insanity in a bucket, like... That place is so weird. The fact that you're—they're real humans standing around. It's so weird. What a weird yeah, thing. Mario just jumps on them and they just go. Burr. They just go. Oh, what was that? <laughs> was a little that is cartoon a, man jumped. I on love me. Odyssey. Like, that's a, one of my favorite games ever. But man, that whole town thing is weird for sure. Anyway, more on that as we know coming out soon. By the way, this stuff all hits. Well, not all of it, but the. The 3D thing and my decision whether I care to get it or not happens in like a week. So, two weeks. So, Hmm. pretty quick. Happy birthday, Mario. You don't look an age over 35 because that's literally what you are. All right. Now this. Games we played this week. Um, uh, This is sort of an addition to some other stuff I've been playing. I continue to playing Spirit Fairer. That game's great. Just delightful, wonderful thing. And, uh... But I poked my head in some other stuff. I finished Mad Max, the 2015 open world hey, Mad Max game. I did it. I beat it. I have not 100%ed it yet. I think I still am gonna. But I'm giving a little space because I just did this. And I got to say, I loved the ending of that thing. I think that story ended up way better than I expected. And hmm. very Mad Maxy, very true to the source material. And it was it was a, a very harsh thing happened. And that's how it goes in his life. And it's I really liked the ending of that. So let's say Scrotus is dead and I'm triumphant. Although RIP the Magnum Opus. It's a long story. You have to play it. Anyway, that game's great. I'm glad I finally did it. Uh, started playing a game called Star Renegades. I don't even know where to start with this. So take, take rad looking Genesis era kind of graphic style, but then give it a whole bunch of crazy lighting and effects and stuff that you would never see in a Genesis game. Like it's clearly modern effects added, but also to that kind of pixelated 16-bit era looking stuff. Add crazy cool like techno bash music. Uh, throw in some sweet 90s stuff. There's an anime intro to this, so you guys would like it. 
Um, <laughs> what is that supposed to be? <laughs> what do you mean by that? It's got, uh, um, oh, it's turn-based combat, like JRPG style, except with a bit of a twist. It's very fast combat, but also, um, but also is you know sort of true to that turn-based stuff. Crazy abilities, different characters to pick up and level up. There's, it's all RPG stuff. You I drop like gear. The look at this a lot. The look is. It is crazy, John. You've never seen anything quite like it. The combination of visual stuff happening in this game, kind of mind-altering stuff. And I don't know why it grabbed me like it did, but man, I, mean, well, I think everybody, once they see it, they're just like, oh my gosh. Also, it's just a really good game under the hood. So I'm going to highly recommend it. It just came out. I was told about it by the developer who um, knows us or knows me and just said, hey, I don't know if you've had a look at this. I, said, I heard you guys are working on it, but I don't know much about it. And normally when something like that happens, sometimes people send me games. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is all right. I'm sure their third or fourth effort will be, you know, oh, worth it. This, this is up in my news on Steam when I logged way, in yesterday. This thing's way cooler. And if you want to go try it, it's on Game Pass. Well, shit. Yeah. Oh, man, that's easy. Yeah. Way to sell me. Yeah. I didn't even know. I play. I had a Steam code is what I use, but I'm super impressed with it. And it's got all the stuff oh, I like. It it's good. just everything I like. Everything I like is in it. It Ex- looks even the anime intro I liked and the story's good and it's like got some really cool writing it's like the 90s just slammed into like a more modern graphic I don't know the graphics are crazy a challenging tactical roguelite RPG so yeah. is there runs in this game yeah you basically go as far and as long as you can and retain if you die you retain stuff and go for a better run the next time and it's always a little mixed up it's never the same um, so a lot of procedural generation stuff uh, so far, I'm on my. I haven't. None of my dudes have died. Oh no, one of them died in combat, but they get revived after if they if you live through the through the encounter. But I fought some wicked. It's like oh, all the cool art, robot art you ever drew in school that you wanted to see come to life. You're fighting that stuff, <laughs> like just these badass, like ridiculous robot creatures and aliens and stuff. And you guys, and and the anime intro thing is actually really cool. It's very here's cool. A, it's very cool. Here's an interesting review. Uh, tell me what you think, Scott. All right, go. Imagine combining the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor with Darkest Dungeons resting and exploration, Battle Chasers combat, and Fire Emblem-style relationships. That's all wrapped a, up that's in That's about robot. right. Relationships? Yeah. Hot damn. I'm in. Yeah. You got me. Oh, yeah. I forgot how much you love relationships. This thing has this thing when you... <laughs> When, yeah, you was yeah relationship lover when, when you camp. So you when you're you know it gets to be nighttime or whatever, and you camp. You go into this mode where you're all around a campfire, and you have drops you've picked up throughout other combat that are in the form of cards. The only time the cards really play a role, and the cards are like, give this to a friend on the team. They will gain twenty five points to permanent health, but also they will like you this many more points. They will they will you will gain in the relationship. Because they'll like that you did this for them. So you'll have these little conversations after you give them the card. You'll see their health go up. And he'll say something back to you, back to him. And you might even get, you start getting uh, combo bonuses because your relationship is building. Suddenly you'll hit a threshold, almost like a level up. And it's like, oh, well, this robot healer guy can now heal me for 25 points more when I'm hurt. Because we're pals now. He's going to heal me more. And then the third character might get some whole other thing. And, and all three of them can give these cards around during your camp session. Um, but do you kiss? Uh, I don't know if there's that. Do that stuff. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> I, well, I, I haven't, but I don't <laughs> know. Under the bed. If I, I probably don't know. I have no idea. 
But yeah, it, I just that's all. I just want to know if the robot man and I are doing well enough. Can I kiss the robot? You might be able to kiss the robot man. I'm not. I think I'm we've stumbled on a new Twitter account uh, idea. Yeah. Can you, kiss, you know, it's like, we, can you pet the dog? No, it's can we? Can you kiss the robot? Kiss the robot. We cannot kiss the robot. It just it does some stuff really smart. Like some of it's some of it's like okay, so this robot healer guy I got who does he doesn't even heal. He just gives your shields back if you lose shields because it's all very sci-fi. Um, I like it in those games where you have a, a healer to sort of counter all the damage and stuff. But what I don't like is that they're limited in how many times they can heal. Like if they have MP or, you know, some other finite resource that runs out all the time, this robot is just a robot who's good at putting shields up. So when you need him, he can do it and you don't have to go, Oh, I'm almost out of shield juice because there's a lot of other juices to worry about. So worry about those and some of the more basic ones. Just let the combat flow and feel good and feel like you're getting something done. And it's hard to explain, but it's working for me. I really like the it. The juice management in this game is good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I would agree. And there's there's all kinds of stuff like, um, you know, okay, this is good, Bo, because it's like DM uh, initiative sort of. If you, mm-hmm. you're fighting a big mech, let's say, the three, three of your characters, big mech, and, the big, and there's a bar up top, and the big mech land somewhere in the middle of this bar and it's and consider the bar like a timeline it's not real time you still have to turn base this thing but he's somewhere in the middle and you might see that your big sword lady if you use this ability she's going to pop in just before his position that means she's going to get first strike but if she does oh. cleave it might push her back here after he's acted and so strategically you're like oh, i really need to act first and oh and then you remember my shooter guy's got a stun so if i can get him to hit first He'll stun the mech. Then her cleave will still hit first because he'll be stunned. He can't act until the end of the round. So there's this like initiative system that you can really get your head around and kind of be strategic with that I thought at first was going to just be give me a headache, but it's it's great. It's super cool. And that, um, is that the bar that's at the top of what I'm seeing? Yes, that's the bar. You see the little character icons up there and stuff. Yeah, it seems like they move around. They do. Yeah, okay. So some some of the abilities are like, push them back or you know which basically just delays them i imagine you can do it yourself you have a powerful shot then right. you're slowing down your your rate of turn right okay. you've got ultimates you can pop off if you've all done the right stuff and there's combos you can do with each character there's area of effect abilities they're like all that stuff and they animate it all it all looks crazy while it's happening but doesn't take it doesn't st- overstay its welcome like a lot of those rpgs did where you just wait forever for an animation to finish it's all very quick but really smooth and clean the overworld stuff is cool. Somehow they gave 16-bit graphics like a a weird like 3D. I don't know how to explain it. Like I see what, I see, I see what you mean. They're they're on a 3D plane. It looks like yeah, it's great. Like it's, it's not just 2D. It's like 2D sprites on a 3D plane. Because when the ca- there's camera angles, it looks like what yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, a little bit. And it's a little shift like camera angle here, like this, like yeah. Oh. And you don't so much control that stuff as you just sort of get to see it move around. And it's so cool looking. I really, 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 really like it. It's just smart, fast to get in. I think those guys made a hell of a thing, and I'm going to keep playing that. So Star Renegades. Star Renegades. Yeah. It's also got a we'll badass. Say it a bunch because the chat's been asking nonstop what game. Oh, yeah. Star, Star Renegades. Renegades. Steam, Game Pass. I think Switch may have it, or if not, it's coming. Oh, I would love that on the Switch. I'm downloading Star Renegades right now. Good. Yeah, I think Good. I'm going to buy it. A lot of the reviews are invoking Darkest Dungeon. Although, hmm, what are the what are the negatives of it? 
Like oh. just extreme ones. Well, I mean, there's always going to be some of those. But I but I like the Darkest Dungeon part, and I forgot about the Nemesis system. You do have this weird... It, it is that. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but it is totally the Nemesis system built into this thing, and it's it's an odd mix that works for me. And also, it is an eyegasm, which is a gross-sounding thing to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of eyegasms, I also picked up Control Ultimate Edition. Uh, it was on sale on Steam, so I thought I should finally play this game. I have a 2080 RTX card. Why am I not doing this? So I turned on all the ray tracing and all the cool stuff, and that game is uh, looks amazing. And is running at a buttery 60 frames plus for me at uh, 1440, and it's beautiful, and it's I'm really liking it like a lot. Um, game's pretty good. It's yeah, hard. It is hard. Good. It is hard, and it's also does not hold your hand on navigation. Uh, you got to read signs, know where to go, take the elevator to get to the place. It reminds me of like one of these Resident Evil games John loves so much, where it's just bat- a lot of not a lot of backtracking, but some backtracking and that sort of thing. Once you get the hang of it, though, I want a movie in this setting. I mean, it's Remedy makes games like this, right? John, yeah. uh, Alan Wake was like this. Uh, freaking even um, what was the slow mo jumping dude. Max Payne. Max Payne even had its own. It was like a noir thing, noir thing, but it still had its own kind of world. And they're really good at that. The acting's great. The the, the tone and the sort of atmosphere is amazing. The abilities are great. The telekinesis stuff just makes you feel like a complete badass. That's a cool game. I'm going to keep playing that. So far, that might be my 2020, mm-hmm. 2019 game of the year. So my 2020, <laughs> yeah. 2019 oh. game of the year. Because it came yeah. out last year and I missed it, so there. Gotcha. Don't you uh, miss playing a Resident Evil game, Scott? Uh, no, not right now. I no. mean, but someday, like when eight or when eight is it eight or whatever they're calling it comes out, maybe the yeah. Village or whatever. We'll see. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. Oh, I don't. I know. just saw seven got added to Game Pass. I did see that. As I'm, I does not mean I'm playing it again, <laughs> but it is on Game Pass if you want to play it. Um, all right, tell me about. You went ahead and got Marvel Avengers. The one guy here that was the most like down on that thing, you picked it up. Mm-hmm, you did. Well, what happened? I, What's going on I there? De- I debated a lot about whether or not I should. Uh, mutual friend Patrick Beja talked me into it while not trying to talk me into it. He just right. he posted his review. I asked him about it. Um, he gave me an answer, and I thought, I'm going to give it a go. I'm hearing enough positive-ish things about it that I think I might get something out of this game. And that's exactly right. Marvel's Avengers is not the nightmare that I thought it was going to be. That said, I don't know if I can recommend it to people. Oh, like, this is this is tricky because here's the thing. License wise, obviously, you've got an amazing license with Marvel yeah. and all the characters they're in. Except Spider-Man, unless you're on the PS4. You got Shield Man. Uh, you got the Kamala Khan lady. You got your yeah. uh, the the arrow shooting fella. Oh no, he's not in yet. <laughs> he's not in it yet. Yeah, but he's gonna be. Well, actually, they're putting in the better Hawkeye, but that's fine uh, <laughs> instead of Clint. But anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's okay. talk about this one. Right. So, Marvel's Avengers. Uh, first of all, does not look as bad as I thought. Okay. That said, there will be a moment where you're watching Bruce Banner talk to Hank Pym with Tony Stark standing around and go, wow, they've really assembled the generic white guys <laughs> for a meeting here. Yeah. Uh, because look at, 
look at this. They the problem is is by going hyper realistic, they have established a baseline of what you think a character should look like. And that is Tony Stark looks like Robert Downey Jr. Uh Bruce Banner looks like uh Mark Ruffalo and Ant-Man looks like Michael Douglas. <laughs> um okay. it's that it's that Ant-Man. It's not Scott Lang. Okay. So Instead, you get these variations of the characters where Tony Stark looks like Ben Affleck for some reason. And you're like, he's Batman. And it's just there's there's a weird disassociation with a lot of the characters. But I will say they clearly heard the feedback because efforts have been made to make them look better than what we saw in the trailer. Okay, And they have improved. Okay, It's not great, but it's not awful okay well is it does it satisfy your marvel needs like overall is it like oh yeah me as a giant fan of these comic books not even mcu necessarily but just like you know straight up just a marvel avengers does it do you walk away going that was a satisfying run that made me feel like i was in the comic book and i was these characters like so that's maybe where the game does its best is that, and this is actually what got me to want to play the game is that each character in the game, which there are six, I believe um, each character in the game right now feels like its own class. It's almost like it, uh, there's going to be a lot of destiny comparisons with this game. It's almost like if destiny, each class just happened to be a superhero. Yeah. And so when you're playing Captain America, oops, probably shouldn't have picked that one. <laughs> when you're playing Captain America in the very beginning, um, he feels different than Thor, who feels different than Iron Man. There are similarities. There's light attack, heavy attack. You know, these are your special moves. But they do things and they fight differently. And as a result, there have been some interesting things that I've found with that game. For example... If you look at the initial roster, the character I'm the least interested in being on paper is Black Widow. Yeah. She's just a spy lady with guns. <laughs> not not the and shocking sticks. Yeah. Not the most interesting character in the whole wide world. As far as how she plays as a class in that game, favorite character to play in the game. Oh wow. And so far, I only just got Thor, so we'll see. But yeah. um but she's great. I really like her play style. And as a result, there is this there's this feeling of like, oh, OK, these are all classes and I kind of understand where this is coming from. And then you go out in the world and you're running around with these other superheroes and you're doing superhero things and you're beating things up together. And I haven't played with anybody yet because I don't know anybody else that's playing on PC right now. But I can even see where loading this game up with your buddies and going in and doing missions together would be an absolute blast mm. and would be amazing mm. because you assemble your squad. Everybody's got the character they like. They've got their gear. And all of a sudden you're playing kind of this big 3D Diablo style beat em up that's really flashy and over the top and big. And you're playing as these iconic heroes. And on paper, that's all super cool. I feel like execution wise... I don't know if I love the grind yet and no. that's maybe where it's going to be a little, a little rough. Um, it is reminding me a lot of destiny, which is both good in some ways and bad in some ways. 
the thing that I think I can say is if you're on the fence about this game, the single player experience and story has been decently long so far. I'm not done with it yet. I think I'm coming up on the ending of it. So it's got a pretty decent length solo campaign. Yeah. And it's been pretty good. And I feel like if that's all you get out of it, I don't you have to make your own judgment if $60 is worth that. But it's there and it exists. Okay. If you're going to go online and play with friends and continue past what's initially there i think there's really something to it um i think it would be a super fun multiplayer game for people to jump in and do avenger stuff together um especially with the way they do characters where you'll have some who are flying around some are swinging some are double jumping all that stuff like i think there's some really cool stuff to be had there how button mashy is it it's pretty button mashy but you you can button mash to succeed but honestly the game's pretty hard uh if you're if you're just going to go in and button mash like they have a lot of good counters to most of what you do and you'll find that you probably have to use some level of strategy to uh to get going right and also uh one nice thing we kind of joked about it at one point like they do a good job paying tribute to the characters. As Thor, you throw the hammer and there is a button to call it back. Yeah. It's maybe not as satisfying as Kratos's axe in God of War, but for a game where there's, you know, five other heroes that are fully fleshed out, it's pretty darn good. Including one move which I really love where he just throws the hammer and it hits someone in the chest and then pins them to the ground because they physically can't lift it. Yeah. And that's a pretty good move. Yeah, I'm watching, so, um, I'm watching Iron Man fly over the Brook or what is this bridge? Is this in Brooklyn? I don't know. Uh, Golden Gate. Bridge. Oh, Golden Gate. They're, yeah, this looks all so, right. It looks okay. Blowing yeah, shit up. It's and- it's pretty freaking solid. It's pretty good. Um, in in some ways, but I would say if you're on the fence about it, maybe wait for a discount. It is not perfect. It has a lot of flaws. Yeah. Uh, it's buggy as shit is one of the biggest problems. Yeah. I've seen some weird things in that game, um, but I'm having a good time with it. And so I don't feel like I threw money down the toilet. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to probably play it for a while. If other people get it, I would probably play that game with them online. And I think it would be a good time, but I can't just say, it's phenomenal. Everybody should go out and buy it. There's too much weird wonkiness around it. But if you love Marvel, it seems like um, this is Brian Ibbett's review sounds a little bit like what you're saying. Like his fandom is a huge part of it. Like he loves mm-hmm. this stuff. And so even with some imperfection, he's in. Um, but he, you know, fully admits is if you're not already into like, if you don't already love this stuff, you may not be as forgiving of some of the problems right yeah. now anyway. Right. And since it's a living game, meaning lots of updating, lots of, you know, they're going to try to keep it great for the fans or whatever. In theory, this thing's going to just keep improving. So I don't know. That's good to hear that it's, you know, it's not the it's not the freaking bombfire poo bag you you were fearing. Yes. Not entirely. Right. And they've got, you know, if you look at them and you go, I hate how these characters look, there are a lot of costumes. Some of them you have to pay for. Some of them you can earn. They do a lot of things with color variations, though. So there tends to be a case of, like, 
you're only really going to pay if there's something you desperately want. But in general, I've been able to, when I got a character that looks stupid, go, okay, I'm going to go get a costume for that character. And it wasn't that hard to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, there you have it. John's well, early review. That. It's good to it's good to know what's up with that game because I installed the beta, yeah, and then I didn't play it. I deleted it. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> so I was like, it's, it's interesting to hear that it's not that bad. Maybe I should give it a try. I also downloaded the beta and then didn't play it, which is now inactive. Right? You can't play the beta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try and stream some if people want to check it out. I'm gonna try and get it out there so people. So can is see it released? It. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's out. Yeah, it's I, out. I missed that. I'm. <laughs> Was it like last I know week? it's out because you're talking about it, but I'm surprised I missed any announcements. It's only a week, that. right? I think since it's been out, about a week, something like that. Yeah, I guess so. I just yeah. didn't see anything about it. Like it just missed me completely. Yeah. By the way, as a little aside here, you guys have talked about some awesome games that have been interesting, like Star Renegades. Mm-hmm. And oh, John's not done. He's going to talk about another game that I also not going to spoil here. He'll tell you in a second. But they're all games. I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna buy one of these. You talking about Star Renegades? Oh, it got me itchy to put the press the buy button on yeah. Steam. Yeah, and I just didn't do it. And then I was like, let me open up Xbox. Let's see if it's on Game Pass. And like both of these games yeah. that I was contemplating buying are just on Games Pass. Yeah, they're just there. Like, oh, this oh, keeps happening to me too. To by the way, it. this keeps happening to me. I'm like, ooh, that sounds neat. And I and I'll go, oh, okay. What are we looking at here? Nineteen. Oh, I, I mean, Spirit Farriers on here. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. That's where I'm playing Every it. Every game Scott talked about last week is on Game Pass, and I think I downloaded every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, that's like, for me, like 50, 67. Like, it's like $100 in games that, it, you know, just recommended mm-hmm. that it's just that you can just go play. me nothing if I already had the pass. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane value. That's where I think Microsoft's going to. I mean, I realize we're a little biased toward it because the PC side of it has turned out to be pretty damn good. But I don't know, man, like if I can go back and forth between a TV and my computer playing Gears Tactics and have all that synced and maybe on the one thing over there, it's not even installed. I'm just playing it over the cloud. Uh, It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Anyway. All right. John, how is Crusader Kings? You said you were going to dig in and like learn more. I gave I up. Tried. I can't do it. I can't do I it. I tried. I got further in the tutorial and I was doing really good and I was putting in effort to understand it and all of that. And I was like, good, good. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I got to combat and I, I, did I realized I realized why I need these games to be turn-based because I sent my unit to attack and he was like over there hitting the building and then all of a sudden the enemies moved away Yeah, and then I watched them proceed to move out into the ocean and then move up and I'm just sitting there watching all this happen not doing anything and then move up into my territory and then move over into one of my cities and then start attacking my city. I was like, oh, no, I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> I was just waiting for a turn to come by. Yeah. I'm really not used to the, you know, you have to pause uh, in order to do things. I I think there's an amazing game there. I can see the depth forming. I can see the systems coming together and all of that. Yeah. But boy i wish crusader kings and i know that it has a huge litany of fans that would all disagree with me but boy i would love it more if it was turn-based it's funny the historical ones i prefer turn-based but stellaris their other huge game the sci-fi one i like that it isn't i like that that one's like this real-time 
thing hybrid that you're talking about. And I don't know why, I don't know why I make the distinction between the two, but I had the same problem. I got to the same part. I got to the tutorial part where I got to combat and I went, what the frick is everyone doing? And I just went, all right, save. I'll come back later. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I did. That was all I did. And I think part of it was they're like, okay, go get him. And I was like, okay. And then another message popped up and I clicked through it and went shit. And then all of a sudden <laughs> all this stuff started happening. And I was like, I bet that message was important because now they're attacking my kingdom and I don't know what to do. Yeah. It was very handholdy up to that moment. And then they said, all right, swim. And I just, ah, just immediately drowned. Yeah, so yeah. I gotta, I gotta try it again. I think there's something there. I think there's something cool there. I mean, it must be right. The tutorial, like the reviews are through the roof, the mainstream ones, the user reviews, everybody acts like this is the second coming of gaming God. And then I get in and go like I do with like the best tabletop games. I get halfway through the rules and go, <laughs> I can't do this thing. It's too much brain power. Now I need to just go shoot a thing or something. I don't know. I struggle. So I'm glad to hear at least both of us gave it a a fair shake. Uh, I think this one's like the, this is like a dumbed down version though, right? Like, cause I have two and it was impenetrable. I I could tell that some inbreeding was going on. Yeah. But like based on the reviews I've read, there's a lot of that. Yeah, but like it wasn't in 3D. It's just like it's mainly text boxes in the mat. Like it was, you had to suspend your disbelief for a lot of it. So, yeah, yeah. I think I should get it because I really like the idea. It's just two was too hard. Like everyone's saying three is way easier to get into. Well, what if but you like? Eh, it's still a hard game. My like, my impression is that you would you would probably soak it right up because the way you play Stellaris, same thing. Like it's very similar. Yeah. In fact, it reminds I'm me lose a week to it or something. Yeah, right? that's the other thing. So you know, based on some of the discussions we've had lately about the kinds of games you're trying to stay away from, maybe this is the wrong game to steer you toward. But um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It'd be it'd be hard to say without you kind of giving them a look. But it's it's um you know Game Pass, so it's an easy it's an easy check into kind of game. Um, I found myself I wanting have to. A, yeah, you have a leg up on it that I don't have. For me, learning this game is unlearning all the habits that civilization yep. has taught me. Yep. Before I pick up a game like it, so right. it, it's been difficult. I think well, yeah. you probably have a lot of the knowledge that would be needed to get moving on this quicker than I did. I agree. Yeah, Stellaris. Oh, yeah, Stellaris is a turn-based. It's pause-based. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> Which very is similar. Like, I mean, it's just like making your own turns, basically. Yeah, you, know? you, you, if you, that's what I'm saying. You, with your knowledge of the way Stellaris works, that's the system here. So, yeah, it's like SimCity. Like, um, Surviving Mars is like that. And so is, um, what's another one I play that I really like? A Banished. Oh, Banished. Yeah. Banished yeah. is very much like that. Yeah. It's like, it is like a city builder in a lot of ways. Um, but John is, is there's something about it being ancient world conquer business that I go full civilization mind on them. And that's the wrong mindset. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I, you'll get conquered without lifting a finger. Yeah, you're the worst king yeah. in the history of uh, all of Eurasia. Um, but it did work well. I mean, it worked well as a transition when I'm playing Old World, you know, the name you love of that one game. Um, but because Old World is like, hey, what if it was civilization, but all this extra stuff, other things, different mechanics, but still the shell is very similar. So I, I eased right into that, no problem. This thing was just... Like, wait, what now? What am I doing? If I talk to this queen, are people blowing stuff up while I'm talking to her? Like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bo, you played Divinity 2 a bit. 
Uh, yep. We're, <clears throat> we we blazed through Act 3. Oh, nice. So we're on to Act 4. Act 3, um, you'll be happy to hear, because you were in, with us in the beginning, but... Um, schedules, you know, schedules are such. being what they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. The game has devolved into just a murder hobo fest. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing much story we're just going around and like uh do they look violent let's kill them yeah and because i think we're playing in the evenings when everyone wants to relax and it's the wrong game when you're just trying to relax for an evening you don't want to like experience nuanced story but that's the game we're playing so i think borderlands 3 is going to be up next well while you were talking i just want to share something I don't know when. This yeah, happened. something happened over on your end. I thought I thought maybe I said something so funny that you fell off. No, I don't. I don't know what happened, but somehow, some way, a big blob of what I think is like raspberry jam ended up on my shoes. Oh, shios! I mean so, shoes. So I've been like smushing this together and rubbing these feet together for I don't know how long, and my floor <laughs> is covered in a film of it. Oh no! Wait, what? What's what's on you? Can you show your shoe again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See how it's kind of purple. Oh, then that's not blood. No, no, that's like You're not uh, bleeding from yeah, somewhere. You don't that? realize. It's like, like guys, my shoes are covered in blood. Where do you think it came from? It's like my- it's fine. It just smells like pennies. <laughs> I smell toast as well. No, this is my my wife made a uh, blackberry currant jam something something, mm, and I used a bunch yummy. on a sandwich right before here because I just had to throw something in me that was like carbs and stuff. And then I, uh-huh. I must have blocked. How did it get all over your shoes? I think while I was making like, it, I must you have got dropped a plate it. and you, it goes into your mouth. How did? I mean, I can see spilling a bit on your shoe. It looks like someone. I think while I was doing it, shoe. I think while I was doing it, a big old ball must have fallen off the 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 spoon I was using because it's almost out of the oh. can, and it probably just blopped on there. And I've just been sitting here grinding it into the other shoe. <laughs> okay, so they weren't prefab sandwiches. No, no, there was is me making one. So, all right, sorry, did not mean to derail us there. Uh, where were okay, we? Divinity was, two. I'm very happy you showed me your shoes. <laughs> I feel feel like a dummy. I but. will uh, I will offer you this on Divinity too, Bo. I played with a group that was of a very different temperament than your group. I think a and good even, group sometimes called. <laughs> and, and even in our group, which was very engaged and very much trying to follow the story, by Act Four and Late Three, we were like, "You guys know what's going on." Yeah. And there was a lot of like, do these guys like us? Yeah. And we'd go walking in there. Can can you talk to them? Oh, no, they're trying to kill me. You guys, you got to come help. It turns out these are bad guys. Yeah. We, we had a lot of trouble with that. I mean, following the narrative of like, hey, you're all trying to become a god and there can be only one and all that. We were all in on that. We understood that. But when it got into, well, these are the paladin order of so-and-so and these are these guys and they feel this way about this thing we we had a lot of trouble following it and it kind of turned into walk into an area did we get attacked okay sell and buy stuff yeah okay we didn't get attacked or we did get attacked okay kill everybody yeah. you know it was a lot of that nuance went away by the later acts of that yeah, especially when someone's halfway through dialogue by the time everyone else catches up. The worst, and I'm going to air this publicly because I haven't given them a... Scott, you haven't been there, but I haven't given them shit. The two people... I, I've played this game before. I'm playing with them as if... I'm having fun. It's not charity, but I've played the game before, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, let's all work together. This game is best enjoyed working together, staying in the same area, doing the same stuff. Every five minutes, they're both on the other side of the map. Like I, I, I 
<laughs> like, dude, watch two dots go the opposite direction so many times. I'm like, you guys, just pick one thing and do it together, and I will follow you like an NPC wherever you go. Yeah. And they both assume I'm their NPC and move in different directions. So yeah. I'm looking forward to Divinity being over because <laughs> these are not the right people to be playing that game. Don't tell them I said that, though. And, they don't um, listen to the show, right? They don't hear this, so they don't. No, care. unless unless like if I, if we talk about Crofton a lot, yeah, he'll he'll get he'll a listen. tingle in the back of his neck, yeah. and then he'll <laughs> feel like he should listen, but only to the part we talked about him in. We only have to say his name if you say his name five times, like Candyman. He'll know. So don't yeah. let's we don't need to say no, it. Anymore. Let's not do it. No. Well, yeah. uh, and, he, and a little uh, bit of Dead game. Cells. You still play a little Dead Cells? Still got a little time in there. Yeah, I'm still uh, pushing. Uh, the sec to two cells difficulties, I'm finding quite tough. Mm. And um, I've unlocked a lot of the stuff I got, and i got to figure out where things go. So I might just burn out on it, because I, I didn't really sign up to get to off, get through the game five times necessarily. Uh, it's getting pretty... Like, there's a commitment that's me asking of me now, which mm. is like, you need to play more to be good at this game. Yeah. And I you know, might bail on it, so that's uh, about it. Well... I mean, you probably, I mean, you're wringing everything you can out of it, or maybe you've wrung it I mean, it all I out. put like 80 hours into it over the past two weeks or whatever, like I said last week, so. Oh, speaking yeah. of Larkin or whoever that is that makes Divinity, aren't we right around the corner from that um, open beta or early access of... Uh, yeah, Baldur's yeah. Gate? I think oh. I'm going to, I might wait on it. It's only going to be Act 1. I think it's going to be a long time in that state, so I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I kind of don't want to, I don't want to beta test a game. I want to actually... Freaking play! I don't pay full price and beta test the game, mind you. It's a worthwhile game to do it for, I yeah. guess. But it says here this uh, Baldur's Gate three will cost sixty bucks when it launches in early access. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find. A, is there a note here why they're charging full? Well, maybe they just need it to get it done. I don't know. Whatever. No. I want to play it's that a, game, but I feel like I may hold off too. I just I don't want to pay for one act. So need more. Yeah. Um, as a last little thing, because we're in the bow area, um, <laughs> what does that mean? The bow um, area. Hmm. But, you know, on the show notes or yeah, whatever, yeah. the Excel part. But uh, <laughs> we had a, an interesting conversation last week about personally, and I just wanted to say thank you to all the people who reach out to me personally. Like, yeah. there's probably a lot of stuff that you two didn't see, on Twitter in particular. Sure. Um, just thanking you for your message. I've tried to respond to everyone, but if I didn't get back to you it's not uh, intentional and maybe i'll have another look later today but hey what do you say um, to the guy who uh he called me out saying i was like a heroin dealer or you know no i i own it's like i own a record i'm sorry i own a liquor store and you're an alcoholic and you're in this liquor store and i'm making you work in the liquor store around all the alcohol that you shouldn't be drinking yeah because you're like oh come on my show and like games 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 and i just want to make my frog pants money i don't care about your soul just get on the show and talk (laughs) that's kind of how it was framed so i think a little bit the guy was not wrong in the sense that you know if you only heard part of it and didn't listen to the nuance of what i said last week it might you might think like oh shit you know i said those words on the show sure but people like have this habit of like blaming you for everything i guess like because like i'm first of all i'm didn't come out and say i am an addict and i need to be away from video games right and scott said then didn't say no you have to stay you have a contract right, <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> like scott is not cbs or nbc he's no. just a dude making shows right. and we hang out and record them he's not like a um 
you know, he's he's not a corporation trying to squeeze bring money out of me. Like he just invites me here, and I'm honored to be here. And it's a couple Bo, guys. Bo could say he literally could say my left toe hurts, therefore I'm not on the show for the next eight months. And I'd say totally support whatever you want to do. Like yeah, like I don't want him yeah. to do that, but it, it, but nobody's here going what? No, you'll be here Scott every gone. Have both been amazing, Kyle and Kristen too, and every, well, not Crofton and Mike. They've been okay, um, but like <laughs> <laughs> they're my good friends. I'm allowed to say that about them. Yeah. Like really, like I've known them since they were you know five or whatever, like a long time. So yeah. um, I mean, everyone's all my friends are my good friends. Right. I hate trying to figure out the right words for things. I know. Um, so uh, <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? I have no idea. You were saying. Uh, oh, I was just saying that people have that. The part about for me that I had the issue with is that the same thing they did with Terpster, the same thing they do with all kinds of other things, all these things they dredge up, they bring you into it and forget that you're just a guy too. You're yeah. not, yeah. you know, you try, like you clearly try to be a good person in everything that you do. There's no skeletons in your closet that, you know, in your pretty public person with your life. And both Scott and John, oh, this is what I want to say. They've both been really amazing and patient. And, you know, I've done a few rants when I'm like, look, watch a new video and I've got to describe the whole thing or, and they've had nothing, but John had an amazing, uh, a bit yesterday that I failed to appreciate, uh, while we were recording, but he, you know, had a pretty good summation of his opinion of me and all that. It was, it was very nice. Yeah. They've been amazing. Yeah. And if it does come to it where I'm just like, I cannot, you know, I have to say goodbye to video games. It's kind of me maybe getting ready. Maybe not. I'm in a state of uncertainty. So I'm not going to go. And it's, it's socially acceptable drugs. Like no one's worried about a cigarette smoker killing themselves, like having running out in the street and jumping off a bridge because they smoke too many cigarettes. Right. Like right. it's a long death or long tail to death and, and decay and all that shit that comes out of it. So like, I think games are kind of in that boat. Like I'm not going to play a game and, you know, stick the controller in my ear and blow up my brain with it or something, you know, like it's, it's okay. Sure. We're okay. We're calm. Everything's calm. Scott and John have been amazing. Everyone I've worked with has been amazing. Everything I do. Well, we, we would, we would hope to, that we would always, you know, respond the way we're supposed to. And sometimes it's hard to know it's uncharted territory. And on the one hand, it's like, um, you know, when you, when you kind of went down the, the dead cells rabbit hole there for a while, mm-hmm. I assume on the other side of it, you probably went, Oh yeah, that was too much. I need to dial back again. Like you yeah. were doing a and little keep bit in mind, of adjustment. Like I lean into it for comedy too. Like I know I'm certain ways, John and Scott know I'm certain ways and I can laugh about it. It's not that it's not dangerous, <laughs> you know, right. like, right. Like if I turn up and I say, I played, I don't know, spirit farrier for 36 hours. Like we're all going to have a laugh. Scott's not going to be like, I'm so concerned about you. He's just like, you should get some sleep, dude. It yeah, probably you sucks. Bed. You know, like that's it. Like I'm not, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. We're okay. I should quit the smoking way well before I quit the video games. It's funny. I was talking to Mike about this and he's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing video games. He's like, why don't you just quit smoking? Why don't, why you play video games all you want? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the one has chemical hooks and the other one seems easy because I just don't turn the TV on. But, you know, yeah. it's a fair point. Yeah, it's a decent point. So, so I'm, I'm, you've said Mike four times. I'm just, just to let you know, you're almost. Oh, a, shit. We're on a fifth warning. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just didn't you want you to get to full Candyman on either of them. Just we don't case. want him to listen because if he actually bothered to write in, he'd be worse than all of your trolls. <laughs> he'd be just arguing the whole time. He's very argumentative. Uh, I love those guys, though. They're cool. Yeah. He's great. He's All my right. friend. I love him. Well, I'm not going to say his name, though. No, don't say it ever again. 
Candyman. You can say that five times because I think that's fake. I don't think Candyman's real. Anyway, uh, hey, Tony Todd, notwithstanding, time for an email. A quick one. That's a good question. This is uh, from Vincent, who wrote and says, hey, team. Oh, good news, by the way. New email address. Check this out. Oh, yeah. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Talk to the core at gmail.com. I tried to get core, core show, core podcast, a million other things. They're all taken. We live in a time where everything's taken. So I got to talk to the core. taken? Core hole is probably not taken. <laughs> you, put your me- you put your messages in the core hole. Like, if I have a message. Send your messages down the core hole. You know what? So I could have yeah, done that. I have a message. I fold it up. I could have done up that. the message. Here we go. Yep. And then Stick it in the I put hole. it into the core hole. Yeah, core. Where the messages not, go. It makes me want to say cornhole, but that's not right either. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's talk to the core at gmail.com. I know it's already working because somehow we got one from Vincent here who says, hey, team. Heard you debating getting one of the new RTX cards, but that would mean for most of us also upping our display. Would be a shame to run it on a 1080p 24-inch. As someone who's planning on upgrading too, I would appreciate your takes. Thanks, Vincent. Well, I can tell you this. Everything at 1080p will run like it's made of butter and amazingness on that new card. But just know... Also, I don't yeah. think there's any shame in it. No, none. It's not like, at all. Like, People worry about resolution honestly, too much. I like 1080p. We went into all this before. I like 1080p. 1080p is fine. Yeah. People pushing 4K and 8K, they just want to sell you a TV. Yeah. Or a monitor, as it were. Yep. That's true. But the, your fidelity experience, I, I would be more concerned about your monitor supporting the refresh rates you need to get the best frame rates out of it. That's way more important than resolution. Resolution's fine and all that. It's the reason that my big monitor purchase a while back was this 36 inch or whatever the hell it is, 32 inch um, uh, LG. And the things I went for were G-Sync capabilities. So I've got the G-Sync stuff tied into that. I never have to worry about V-Sync again. Everything runs like freaking, oh my gosh, it runs like melted butter because of that. And um, I can, I max out at 1440, uh, which is fine because I don't care. Resolution is not as important as frame rate and just overall how it looks the good your eyes are going to stop telling a big giant difference is are you going to be able to tell the difference between 1080 and 4k yes you'll be able to see the difference will it make a demonstrable change in how you played probably not now there are going to be people who hear this and go whatever i that's not true i want everything the max and they're always going to be those people and that's great it pushes innovation that's fine but i don't think you need it like that don't don't hold off on the card because of your display if you get a display later and it upgrades something better, great. But if you've already got a good display you like and it's fast, boy, howdy, are you going to run some awesome games with this new card if that's what you're going to invest in? Now, they yeah. do say that there's someone who's planning on upgrading. So maybe they're already thinking of upgrading their display. And if that's the case, somebody who has bought and returned some monitors recently, let me tell you where I wound up. Um, I would recommend, with a caveat, going to an ultra wide monitor Mm. i really like ultra wide and it is becoming more and more supported and having it is uh as bo says in heroes of the storm it's just cheating and in (laughs) other games it's really good um i love my ultra wide monitor i bought monitors that were more expensive than it after the fact and returned them because i like my ultra wide so much um but the caveat i would say is 
be prepared if you play a lot of older games. Now it's an anomaly if a game doesn't support it at all, but some of the older stuff out there, you have to jump through some additional hoops. You have to be a you have to do some old school PC gaming to get some games to actually play on it. Yeah. So be prepared for it. And sometimes a game will come out like an indie game that's just using, you know, like pixel graphics and something like that. And it'll run with two borders on the side and it's essentially running in 1080p. And that's fine. Um, but for when it works, it's the most amazing display I've ever had. I, I can't speak highly enough about ultra wide. I've done faster resolutions. I've done G sync. I've done all of that. And ultimately at the end of the day, it was the ultra wide that won out as the, the key feature. For so that's me. interesting. Cause the aspect ratio. So I have an ultra wide that I'm looking at right now with you guys for all production stuff. All my shows are done here. I do all my art crap here, all my video editing. It's all happening on an ultra wide because of the, the, the sort of, Real estate is amazing to have as much space as you have side to side as you get with an ultra wide, but I can't stand gaming on it. So it's not going to be for everybody. Obviously, I don't know why it just drives me crazy. The game on it, maybe I just didn't give it enough time or whatever, but this, my other big one over here is a 16 by nine and that just feels right to me. So it's not going to be for everybody, but I feel like what I'm getting out of it as a production machine is the same re- I'm getting out of it the the strengths I get out of it there you're benefiting from in a gaming way that for some reason just doesn't land on me I don't know why I don't know what it is about ultra wides in gaming for me it just doesn't I mean do sometimes it. you have to update the field of view which is more yeah. more prominent in first person shooter games um if you don't the game can look a little weird most games will automatically adapt to that sort of thing now so I don't know. When did you try the ultra wide? Because you might find that with more modern games, you like it more because maybe they're. It's been a while. Yeah, it. it's been a while. I probably it probably wouldn't hurt me to. What's the best around. game to trial on it? I mean, my favorite was Heroes of the Storm because I could see from one gate to another <laughs> gate without having to scroll. Oh, wait, like, your, your history of cheating is well documented <laughs> here on Core. <laughs> but uh so but like showcase yeah. style like killer app style like do you have a xcom i don't know xcom i had to download a patch to get xcom to run in ultra wide but it did run mm. and then it was great um what about like horizon zero dawn or something like that like just like a you know a game that has like a, a reason to view thing like you can't put your eyes everywhere right so it can't right. be a game where you have to it's got to be like a an immersive, beautiful vista. I'm picturing like Tomb Raider or something. Something. Yeah, games like that. Third person games are really, really good for it. Um, games like World of Warcraft is actually really good in ultra wide. Um, you just get to mm. see more of the area, and your character is just a character in the middle. So, you know, you just got a bigger vista to look out over. Um, any game that's just going to really have pretty graphics that you want to see more of while you're in the in the world. Black Desert um, Online, basically. Ah, Crimson Neon in the chat has a good one. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was a game that I. Oh yeah, I did play it on there. Oh, that looked good. Really, yeah, it was really good. Some game, like you said, some games take super cool advantage of it, and some don't. But most support it at least at a baseline. Like I played Overwatch on it a bunch. It's fine. Yeah, and it kept a lot of UI elements out of my face, um, which can be bad for me because I don't notice them as much. That's the other problem I have is I'm. So I had surgery, I don't know how many years it's been now, 2014. 
on my eyes. Um, it was mandatory surgery. It's a long story, but genetic thing. Anyway, we live in a modern time, so I got surgery and it was great. It fixed it, but it meant I now have a locked vision. I can't like think of it as a camera. You guys still have cameras with autofocus, even with glasses. I my camera does not have autofocus. And it's not only does it not only it's not tri- typical manual focus either. It was turned to a certain focus and then left there permanently and there's never changing it again. Mm. That's what my human eyes are now. And it's great for this particular distance why I don't have to wear glasses on a computer uh, for like watching a movie in a theater. I will wear glasses for distance, but even that's improved. But the point is my straight ahead kind of tunnel vision distance no problems but when it goes to peripheral stuff this is a little blurry way over here or way over here and so for me to properly use an ultra wide i gotta i gotta scan more and i and i think that may have been my problem honestly so it's probably totally a me thing (laughs) and it and it was only it was only after those surgeries that it was even a thing for me so i think that was it i have what they call mono vision now which oh. is great vision and a million times I would be honestly, if this is the 1800s, I'd be rocking on a, on a, on a port somewhere in the middle of town going, let me tell you a story. I heard one time about a rock and three bugs. I mean, I would have been out of it. Just a piece of shit in the town, probably dead, but, but I'd be blind. Um, <laughs> I have this idea of what it would be like. I think I'm maybe misunderstanding monovision now, but, it, but the, but the mono, <laughs> Not monovision, it's how, mono... How did it kill you in this scenario? <laughs> well, just because I'd have been blind and I'd get trampled by a horse oh, or, you know... Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah, I just wasn't making that connection. But I'd be a crazy old buzzard. I'd just be all telling... I'd be mad because I couldn't do anything I loved. It would be terrible. Like, I'm ever grateful every day that this technology existed and I could have it fixed. But it did mean that this, you know, I'm locked in. There's just no other way around it. So for me to be locked in on this side of my Walter ride, I have to kind of go over here to be locked in. I have to be over here. Oh, that's... So it's not that big a deal. On a 16 by 9, no problem. A ultra wide, I kind of have to... Eh, it's like yeah, but to, you've got your own unique challenges that you have to deal with. Yeah. Like that, that a lot of people probably don't relate to and you don't bring it up because it's like, takes too long to explain. Yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Like, I totally... Wow. Oh, thanks for sharing that. I yeah. Didn't know I've that. never really talked about it in a ton of detail on here. It's not like it's a secret or anything. I've talked about it on TMS and stuff, but as gaming, like sometimes I'll be on a stream and the chat room will be losing their mind because I'll be going, where's that thing? And they're like, it's up in the left-hand corner. What is he blind? I've you do this recently. Yeah, that's what it is. Because my Tony Hawk yeah. <laughs> looking for a freaking robot. Yeah, and my my peripheral isn't always... It's not the worst thing on the planet. I do have peripheral vision, but it's not the focus anymore. Like I used to be able to just see it as a bigger picture. Now it's a smaller thing. So sometimes I miss a thing in the corner or I didn't see the prompt or the thing on the map isn't is down here low. So I didn't know it was there. You know, like stuff like that happens to me a lot. Well, if there's one thing I've learned about chat rooms and watching people play video games is that they're extremely patient and tolerant <laughs> when other people are not seeing or doing exactly what they're experiencing. Yeah, they yeah, and they keep a lot of room to be like, you know, that person is a different person and they think differently than me. So I should think about before criticizing them and telling them what's up and asking them why they're such an idiot, cap a new rainbow, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. 
they they really take time to reflect on yeah. the diversity of people before they comment in in the chat. Well, and that I was think what I really yeah. appreciate is the way they form a nice orderly line to make sure <laughs> only one person tells you about the thing you're missing, yeah. and not everybody yelling it all at once because it would get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. It's just one person and says, "Hi, I'm the elected representative that's going to tell you." Uh, get good noob. It's in the right hand corner of your screen. <laughs> right. Get good noob. Exactly <laughs> right. Except you guys. You guys in our chat room are the. Oh exception. no, you guys are totally yeah, the exception. Of no problem. Of course. Of course. Now I was going to say, Heroes of the Storm was an interesting case for me because I noticed it a lot playing that game. I would struggle. It's why I had to do a locked camera for so long because I needed that centering right, and uh, that was a thing to overcome. And when I finally did. And didn't have to use a lot of camera, and I can and I could navigate the way I needed to. Everything about my game improved. I got better. I got faster. I got all that stuff. But that took that was a wall to get through because. So am I pushing you past a point of comfort because no, you had a not you at know, all. disability that I wasn't aware of? Like, no. come on, unlock your camera if you want to be good. Do you want to do a show with me? <laughs> unlock your camera. You never <laughs> were like that. For me, it was like a. It was like a. I never felt pressure like that. I just felt like I want to do this so. I didn't want to have the noob thing on. Like it felt newbie and lame, but it was, but I also, you know what? Part of me appreciates it. Well, part I of me, still have a locked camera. I feel kind of shitty now. <laughs> but I liked, I liked how Blizzard, I liked that Lizard, Blizzard, I liked how Blizzard thought about that and said, this is a good accessible feature that people can get rid of and quickly learn different ways or come at it from league or whatever. And they'll be better. They already don't need it, but the training wheels were a nice introductory thing for me because it, it helped in that, in that way. And that's why at first I would really struggle with it. I would overcompensate distance and drag too far and, and realize it's cause I'm not seeing the way I'm supposed to. But then I got the rhythm, and now I can't. Now I can't do it the old way. Now I can't go back. I think to it helps if you build on particular types of muscle memory. Once yeah. you get confident with that, yeah. pushing the boundary on the camera, you know, because you're, you're you're like I, I know how to press QWE really well now, and right. do the right like you know. So like now I can unlock. Yeah, and do it's it in your do it in your mid forties is fun because you can you basically are teaching yourself new tricks, and you always think you can't, but you actually can. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Neuroplasticity, baby. That's right, neuroplasticity is the way to go well that was a deep (laughs) that email took us places i really appreciate that email thanks for us oh geez that's loud that's not supposed to be like that Uh, i don't know why that was turned all the way up um anyway hey uh well done if you'd like to send us an email that new email address to use and remember and write down is talk to the core talk to the core at gmail.com who do you talk to talk to the core that's how you remember it talk to the core (laughs) gmail i mean now in retrospect core hole would have been all right I just didn't think. Well, I'm that, sure it's like, taken. Coral's got to be taken. Probably, I mean, but it's not bad. I just didn't think of it. Uh, anyway. Core mail hole. Mail core mail ma- mail hole. <laughs> core mail hole. Make sure you spell mail <laughs> with an I. Yeah. Yeah, with an I, please. Yeah. We don't want the other <laughs> spelling of core mail hole. Anyway, uh, thanks for uh, writing in, and please write more. We love it. Support us at patreon.com slash core show. There's lots of great reasons to do so. Read all about it there at patreon.com slash core show. And big, big thanks to everybody who already does. Uh, Frogpants.com slash core is our website, and you can find a link to that new email address and every other way to get a hold of us there. You can also find us on Twitter, core pod, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson, and Bo is at Bo Schwartz. 
We also have a Reddit page, and I never tell people about it. Reddit, or it's uh, frogpants.reddit.com. Whenever there's a core episode going up, I put a little thing up there. So you can find it there as well if you're one of those Reddit types. I think that's going to do it for us. Any uh, final words of wisdom, Bo, before we go? We should call your, uh, someone in the chat coined the phrase, Bo's, the Bo zone. zone. We should have a little part of the show where we get into the neurological and the the philosophical a little bit, and we call it the Bo Zone. The Bo Zone layer. The yeah. bozone layer. Oh, nice one, John. I like it. No, the bozone layer. That's good. That's a whole yeah, podcast. Rapidly depleting. <laughs> <laughs> burning himself off the face of the earth. <laughs> one video game and cigarette at a time. And uh, that's amazing. But uh, would you want to leave us any, any kind of rapturous well, comment? Okay. Yeah, it's not going to be punchy, but just if you have some sort of thing, you know, neurological, whatever, Every, YouTube is great and everyone's vlogging their stuff so chances are there's someone out there affected by it who's just casually talking about their life experience go find them and next week we're going to talk a little bit about how to sift through the ones that suck and the ones that are good and how you know the difference because I want to starts let me tell you about the are we, <laughs> are we planning next week's show now? no I don't know just you know I just want to hear yeah, in, the, in, the, in the Bozone layer I want to hear more about how to sift through YouTube when it comes to these issues I think that's, an, that's a hard thing to do it's a cesspool not a cesspool it's just busy over there you know you gotta yeah, find the right thing lots of misinformation lots of well-intended misinformation well I like the the thinking's good John any any words to add or anything you want to say no, apparently I got to go find out why a toilet isn't flushing and a microwave wants to melt. So oh my, my evening is set. Perfect. You that- <laughs> find out you Yep. And next week uh, we'll find out how John found a YouTube channel that helped him with these two problems. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next week with more right here on Core. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.